what were the villains doing when they left Happy's apartment? Oh, yeah, before they go to the Statue of Liberty. Where did they go? What were they doing? Why were they found? How did they get to the monument? Why did the two show up late? Literally, how did did Dr. (laughs) Octopus get to the monument? He's not a real octopus. He cannot swim. They should have had a shot of him like on a ferry, just like slowly taking his way to the <laughs> yes, anything. You're right. How did he get on the monument. It's the Keeg Talk, Spider-Man No Way Home. You may remember that we did this episode uh, last year in December when Spider-Man No Way Home came out. And um, yeah, it just got re-released. And uh, But our original podcast did not get released. So this is our second time, but our first time releasing this podcast. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. We're here to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and I can't do it alone. Uh, that's why I got Brian Long, aka Captain Comic Rex. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to to discuss this movie. I feel like there've been a lot of a lot of things that have happened since this movie came out, and uh, I'm just interested in discussing its effects on yeah the MCU fandom and fandom at large. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, because it came out in December 2021, and we're here in September of 2022. And a lot of phase four has happened since then. And a lot of things have happened. And it's interesting. Uh, we're going to get our thoughts on um, <laughs> what has happened uh, between now and then. So, okay. All right. Definitely a different way of viewing this movie, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like this could end up being a real state of the superhero movie union uh, address if we really got into it. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I got, obviously I got, uh, Brian on, but I also got Justin, AKA Freddie's roommate. Justin, how you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. I'm, and I'll be playing the black Spider-Man reference in this movie. I, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, if each of us are Tom, Andrew, Toby, um, who's who? Okay, who's the most responsible? Who out of the out of the Spider-Man who is the most responsible? Spider McGuire is the most responsible. Okay. Well, Brian has a kid, so uh, I guess. Did you I want it to be you? you? I bet I, I guess you could be think, the most cool Spider-Man, whatever. I think Justin whatever. did call Peter too in the group chat. So I do feel like I have to defer to Justin on that one. You did no, call Peter. They're all Peter. He's okay, Peter 2, though. Peter 2, Spider oh. Maguire. Wait, I thought, <laughs> is Toby Peter 2? In the film, yes. yes. In, in the heart. film. Oh, okay. I've mixed that up. Um, fair, <laughs> fair. I, I mixed up what numbers everybody was. Um, but Justin wants to be Maguire? He's the best one. Okay. Yeah, I said it. Hot takes are flying already. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not gonna get any debate from me i watched those movies so much as a child i had to i was a child so, I'm so not yes i'm biased too <laughs> so so just talking about my experience watching this not even the re-release itself but today i took my mom to go see no way home and again it's been nine months right like it's been nine months since it came out and uh 
mm-hmm. like I RVC saw it back when it came out. But my mom, like she hadn't seen any of the amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, and so like she has seen one and two of Toby and then none of Andrew. And then she saw Homecoming with Tom. Right. And so okay. uh, I was like, OK, I'm not going to show her Spider-Man three. I don't need to like that. It doesn't factor into No Way Home. I don't think so. It doesn't other than Sandman, but like, whatever. Uh, so I showed her Amazing 1 and 2 for the sole purpose of hoping that that Gwen's death broke breaks her heart like it broke mine. I still cry. I, I cry every single time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then understanding like where Andrew is in this movie, right? Um, but my mom, I think, likes Andrew the best. And we, 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 uh, we bond on that. I do like Andrew the best. I just, I don't think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is as bad as people say. No, I quit. I'm sorry. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Justin's gone. Okay. No, I guess look, it's just Brian and I. I quit. Well, here's the, here's my take on Andrew. I think he's a very good Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but I think the movies he's in are just dog's dinner. Like, I, mm. it's an inverse ratio. He is as good as the movies are bad in my opinion okay and because of that it drags all of it down with okay now is he my favorite i wouldn't say favorite but i think there's elements of his performance in those movies that is are really good mm-hmm. like i like in amazing spider-man 2 the the scenes where it's just like him in the spider-man costume like doing random spider-man things yeah. like the part where he has a cold and he's wearing like a hat and a scarf yeah. it's a very spider-man image a very spider-man bit but i'm like if amazing spider-man 2 were just a 20 minute short film of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man doing Spider-Man things. I probably like that movie a lot more, but then there's everything else. That I'm movie. not arguing with that. I have some thoughts, but I do. I, Justin, you're going to jump in on this one. So I, okay. So when the movie first came out, I, I made a commitment to watch every single Spider-Man movie up until No Way Home. Cause like, you, I knew you, you hadn't. No, I had, but like, you know, like I have some of them on DVD. I have none of the Spider-Man Drews on DVD. Okay. I just couldn't stomach, stomach it. But going over, like, actually from, like, a, at the time, 2021, I didn't realize how much of Spider-Maguire is influenced by Superman, specifically Christopher Reeves. Mm. And that literally shone so bright through no way home i was like that's that's clark kent i think toby is playing clark kent like that's where the basis of his peter parker comes from but for spider mandrew i think that those films were really influenced by the time yeah oh for sure and of the dark knight and i think what else? Just dark and gritty superhero yeah. films. I think those films are very cynical. I think those are like, that's a mean Spider-Man. It's, there's a scene in Amazing Spider-Man 1 where I was aghast when <laughs> Peter Parker is literally just like berating this guy for stealing a car. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The, like, he, yeah. like he can't fight back. He's just like decimating this guy for i was like jesus no, you're making it sound like Spider-Man. he beat him to a pulp it's he was toying with him is that the problem the problem is that it wasn't heroic it wasn't 
he had the great power and he was not responsible with it in a way that there was no lesson to be learned from it. He was just being a douche. Isn't that you the know? point, though? In that beginning no. part, he's hunting for Uncle Ben's killer. I think... Okay, I don't think he... So, does he ever find him? No, I don't think he, he ever finds him. He doesn't, never. no. I, I, re-watched, I rewatched those movies the last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I... Yeah, sorry. You no, know, but I, I think, Justin, that you're making a good point where sometimes they, they take the Spider-Man is snarky and does quips, and they sometimes push it to a point where he feels like he's just bullying people. Well, yeah, I do agree with you on that. Me. I mean, <laughs> think about think about in the comics all the time he's made fun of the Kingpin. He doesn't do it anymore, but he it's just That's uh, punching ult- up Ultimate That's Spider-Man. No, but he's making fat jokes. He's right, like okay, that's different of the the kingpin could throw you through a window, kill all your family, et cetera, et cetera. That to me, that to me is different. Okay. Because it's just a goon. You know what I mean? Like, but that being <laughs> I don't said, know. I, that's, I, that's I, one of the many problems I have with that movie. Besides, the suit is terrible. An amazing Spider-Man is the worst oh, Spider-Man I agree. suit. I agree. I agree. Film, period. I agree. But those films felt very non-hopeful. And very cynical to me, and that doesn't uh, yeah, feel like are, Spider-Man. Yeah, they are yeah. of their time. Uh, much, so. Amazing Spider-Man seems to come out from like Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, like it just it just seems like it was inspired by Ultimate Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man Two also the same thing, a little bit different, but even like their Electro design is that's the Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man Electro, and like the way they do things in that. That being said, like. You, my parents don't like superhero movies and like my mm. mom is just, just like got really into amazing spider-man one and two and it was cool being able to talk to uh, like talk to her about it because like we talked about it on the way home after this she was like i wish sally field showed up because she really likes sally field and, <laughs> <laughs> and like good casting yeah good casting. and and but but it's funny because we're watching Amazing Spider-Man 2. And again, I, I like Amazing Spider-Man 2. I personally think the Harry Osborn, if you took that part out of the movie, just his character and everything, you figured out another way Gwen Stacy dies. I think it would have just have been in a solid, more solid movie. Cuts off about 30 minutes, just a better, better uh, movie. Personally, I think the three people who hold down the fort in Amazing Spider-Man 2 are Gwen, Peter, and Aunt May. And mm-hmm. like, um, uh my mom just we sally field was doing a uh, there was a part when she was like you're my boy right in amazing spider-man 2 you're my boy mm-hmm. and my mom turns to me and she's like just sally field's amazing and i'm like yeah like <laughs> uh she didn't get much time to shine but i do like amazing spider-man 2 sorry this is just i uh, andrew Gar- <laughs> and then andrew garfield in this in no way home i uh i don't know he's he, he was my favorite part I do feel like the the big thing that a lot of people took out of this movie was the sort of like Andrew Garfield redemption arc that he yeah. gets in this movie as Spider-Man, right? And not not just like in a sense of like, oh, he gets to save MJ the way he didn't save Gwen. It's like, right. no, Andrew Garfield gets to step up and show that he was a better Spider-Man than people maybe gave him credit for. It's just the material that he was given was not conducive oh to gosh. his talent. There's yeah. a part. Remember that part in the movie where I I burst out laughing because I didn't catch it the first time, but Electro <laughs> co- like floats down to uh 
Andrew. Yeah. He's like, oh, you ain't even the shit anymore. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, in No Way Home? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, one of my problems with No Way Home, by the way, originally in this episode, I don't know if you remember, I said No Way Home 10 out of 10. I watched it mm-hmm. again um, and nine out of 10 because there's a lot of plot holes and little things that I'm like, they could have done better. <laughs> but I feel like they hired Jamie Foxx and part of the Jamie Foxx contract was two things. It was, hey, I just want to be the fly guy that I am, right? Like this is Jamie Foxx <laughs> at his, like he's without a shirt, he's ripped, you know, he's all like groomed, <laughs> he's looking good. Uh, I'm no doubt that was part of his contract. And then second part was, hey, just let me riff and just say whatever I want. Some of it's not that funny and some of it is funny. But like some of it is him just being like, hey, I'm cool, man. Like that's Jamie Foxx. Here's the thing right. about Jamie Foxx. Like Electro was always a fucking goon. Yeah. Like like he, that's what. Like You're talking about in the comics or in the, yeah, like, the movie? Yeah, yeah. He, every, there hasn't been a good Electro story. Ever. Point blank ever. <laughs> no, no, no one gives he a, is fuck a goon. About he, yeah. Yeah, he's a jobber. And I think it's really <laughs> hilarious when you have Alfred Molina going, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. And then you have Electro. Oh, I got the new new. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, yes. I just watched the movie. Yeah, he like so- floats down and he's like, How you like my new suit? I got the new new. <laughs> what the fuck is I'm, that? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. They were like, "You sure you don't want us to write, write your lines, Mister Fox?" And he's like, "I got it." Like, but in a way, I think this is like what makes the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery great is because you run the gamut from megalomaniacal geniuses like Doctor Octopus, and then you have like dudes who wear animal costumes who rob banks and have bags with dollar signs on them like right. you have to have that spectrum of of villainy quote unquote and i think that's part of what makes them endearing is that you have them at these different levels and you can play with the dynamic between them and spider-man and i think jamie fox's electro even though it is different from the comics it feels truer to the spirit of the comic version in, of in, this in a one. lot of ways yeah. in this one yes, yeah yeah yes yeah where, like you said, he like Justin, the word jobber was a perfect way to uh, describe him. That's absolutely what he is. But you play that with charisma. You play that with, you know, a sense of humor, and you become a very memorable character. Exactly. Okay. I now that I watched it with a more critical eye this time. Yeah. Lots of plot holes. Lots regarding <laughs> specifically the other jobber, goon of the group, Sandman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He says out loud. Oh, sorry. Is this a good go point? Home. Is this a good I point to throw go out Lil Wayne? But what's a goon to a goblin? And good night, everyone. You're bringing up goon. There's goblin. <laughs> Quit. I didn't say it. Lil Wayne said it. Was he talking about this? I don't know. Oh, anyway. Anyway. It's this sandman what the fuck was going on what yeah the his motivations make zero sense in this movie i mean you know yeah, yeah. well not all it of makes them sense died. In the beginning when he's allied with him i'm like okay that right. makes sense from where he left off but then by the end when he's like making a sandstorm and destroying the statue of liberty i'm like how did we get here also sandman should want them to hit the button yes. right because he, he would get sent back to his universe 
no no big daughter you know (laughs) but like yeah because like here's the thing they said two two things about these characters is that they were all dead or at least some of them are dead right but like yeah. not and we're about to die when they or got whatever and then second is but for sure they all knew who peter parker was and that is not even right. true from the get-go from the get-go no. okay who's who's the one who doesn't does uh uh, uh electro electro okay. electro I have a, he does I have a, and I he actually no does. Prize. He does. Go because, ahead, Justin, explain it. Because I had a no prize explanation for that. But maybe because, a well, I because I was hot off of seeing The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. Right. Green Gobbler, Harry, sends Electro uh-huh. to kill Peter Parker specifically. When? Yeah. When At the end of the in, movie when they're teamed up. When they're teamed up and when... Uh, Harry is in kind of like breaking back into the office. Electro, yeah, like shocks the CEO, whatever, yeah. and he like brings it back. And he's like, All right, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to kill Peter Parker. And like, that's, and then no. he goes, Right, right. No, Am I wrong? Man. Yeah, you're wrong. Because, <laughs> because Harry, po- uh, Harry Potter, no, Harry, <laughs> Harry Osborne only finds out that Peter is Spider Man. At that last possible moment. Oh my in, gosh, you're right. In the electrical right. grids, he's he's like, why is Gwen here? What is go Peter? And then you know, whatever. So Electro never finds out. Because I was watching it. Oh, um, okay. I was watching it I was wrong. Where, okay. and I was like, does he ever find out? Uh no, he never <laughs> finds out. But okay, so here's my second explanation. <laughs> he didn't die in that movie. So it's com- he would have just appeared in this universe regardless of the spell happening or not? No, as in they had another adventure and then he just <laughs> lost. Oh. It was Amazing Spider-Man 3 that was never seen. And he dies in that. <laughs> that, that works. He dies in that That's and he learns that Peter is is the uh, is is Spider-Man. Sure. Or Brian, we can, what do you think? Maybe there was Maybe there was a, well, I thought it was what you said, Justin, but apparently I misremembered the movie. But that can't be real either. That can't be real because they say, what do you remember? Because they're all saying how they remember they're about to die. And then Jamie Foxx is like, yeah, I was hacked into the the grid. I was absorbing all the power. Then, oh shit, yeah, I was about to die. Like, that's what he says. That was the last thing he remembers. Maybe when he was absorbing all the power, he found um, Peter's like Facebook profile page or something. That's what it is. He hacked into He found something. It was like, oh, that's Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, it, so it doesn't make sense because then why is Venom in this universe? The Venom thing makes no like, goddamn sense, <laughs> and Sony sucks, and Sony needs to stop. You the Venom thing is so funny because I think it's a testament to how much Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures are not actually communicating with each other. Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think they have any idea what each other is doing, and I don't think they have any interest in cluing them in as to what's going on, especially with Morbius. And there was an interview with the director I read where he was like, yeah, we didn't know what No Way Home was going to be until we saw No Way Home in theaters. So it's very clear to me that there's no communication. Marvel's not telling Sony what's going on. No, not at all. No question. Wait, okay. I think the Venom thing could have worked out. Just not that Venom. Sure. Because in Spider-Man 3, 
Venom is dies in a big old blast. Right. And his body is literally gone. No yeah. bones, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a sinister six, which is another thing that annoyed me. I'm like, just add one more guy. <laughs> but maybe, maybe maybe they're like, they don't want the sinister six right now. Because personally, again, my and this is something we've talked about, my personal idea for what No Way Home was before it obviously came out, before we got the multiverse angle. Like my idea was like I did not like I I did not want the multiverse in this. Um, I I what? don't look Spider Man into the Spider Verse does everything great, awesome, you know, arguably the best Spider Man movie, and I'm fine with the multiverse in that respect. It is, but but I don't <laughs> feel that the multiverse is an integral part of Spider Man's journey. Um, oh, you're right. One hundred percent, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I Booster Gold from DC Comics, yes. Right, uh, the Flash, yeah, you know oh, DC yeah. Comics. Well, I would say I would say DC Comics. Period. <laughs> like I associate the multiverse with DC more than I ever have right. or ever did Marvel. And it's so funny to me that Marvel is now totally eating DC's lunch in terms of the multiverse on a popular scale because they've managed to build out their universe so much faster. And now they've escalated to this point where they're like, all right, let's do a multiverse. So it's it's so strange to me that we now live in a world where I feel like most people's first introductions to multiversal concepts will be through Spider-Man of all characters. That's what's weird rather than DC. And I get that like Spider-Man did it in the cartoon in the 90s, but like again, I don't find it integral to his mythos. Clones? Right. Yeah. I agree. I, agree. I would make an argument that clones <laughs> are more integral to Spider-Man's mythos than um than uh uh, uh the multiverse whether we want them to be or not. Right, exactly. You know? So is it a, because... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. No, no, you first. May I ask, is it because you don't like multiple Spider-Mans? No. What is the main... Okay. No, 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 it's not that. I love multiple Spider-Man. I just also think that, like, when you do a movie version of superheroes, like, you got to try new stuff. I understand. Like, this behind me. But then also... uh like you gotta state like what's the soul of the character what is his, his stories about somebody like spider-man who's who up until no way home still had not gotten with great power comes great responsibility i feel like the theme the, the you know uh, the thesis of spider-man doesn't hinge on multiversal versions of himself i would i would build on that and say that even though i don't think it's integral it is part of it and I like it being part of it, especially in the context of the way it's presented in Into the Spider-Verse, where it emphasizes the idea of anyone can be Spider-Man. Spider-Man is not something that is, you know, restricted to one race, gender identity, religious belief, whatever the case may be. Right. But what I think my sort of like confusion or initial distaste with the multiverse being brought in is like, it can be a part of Spider-Man's mythos. I don't know how I feel about it being the third adventure for this exactly spider-man exactly when it didn't get introduced until like you know what 40 years 50 years into his existence exactly it just felt off just like if the joker is batman's first movie villain like in a series mm -hmm. like it was in batman 89 there's a problem i liked how amazing spider-man was doing it where norman osborne was being built up too but sure. the, the execution was off obviously personally in a perfect world sinister six is spider-man's sixth movie 
in in my perfect world. <laughs> in my perfect world, yeah. that's yeah. what it is. You're never you, gonna get yeah. that now. It's kind of sad. We're never gonna get. I think Tom we'll get Holland's. in Tom Holland's. So, I think we'll get in Tom Holland's. Here's the thing, though. Like, I, I I'm gonna knock two birds out with one stone Uh-oh. at one point. Um, in that, I loved Alfred Molina and I loved mm-hmm. Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. But now you just shot yourself in the foot for any shoot featured Dr. I Ock. I, I agree. Any feature Green Goblin, any feature Electro. I agree completely, yeah. Like because there's, there's no reason why he shouldn't immediately jump someone named Norman Osborne that he encountered. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well here, here's the thing. I think you could do one story and only one story about him meeting his universe's version of one of those characters, distrusting right. them and seeing where that takes them. But you can't do it multiple times. One could right. say he could do it with Norman Osborn and Norman Osborn's nice. And then you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you can play into like spectacular Spider-Man cartoon did a thing where it's like, who is Green Goblin? You could technically do a mystery. Yeah, sure, you sure. could do like a who is sure. Green Goblin and we think it's Norman and Peter thinks it's Norman because of this whole these whole shenanigans. And it turns out it's sure. not Norman. We could play with that. We could, but we and- only get it once. We only get it once. <laughs> Firstly, I wanted Jeffrey Wright as Dr. Octopus. I wanted, uh, uh, what's his name? Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill? Mark oh, yeah, that's Mark right. Hamill. You did. Oh, interesting. Mark Hamill as Dr. Octopus. That'd be pretty good. I know, right? Good. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like wait a minute. You, you wouldn't on. have Mark yeah. Hamill as Norman? No, as Dr. Ock. Why talk up? Yeah. I- because he has Doc Ock energy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree okay. with you completely. As he, in he like... has... Go ahead. I was going to say, he has the, the vibe of someone who can put on the very sort of like erudite, like I'm smarter than everybody kind of vibe. I feel like mm. he could pull that off. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Okay. All right. But I, I think, can, can, you grab, can you grab more Spider-Man villains for... Tom Holland's four, five, six. Well, okay, we have like, we have three that you. Well, we have four really. You Mysterio, Vulture, Mysterio, Mysterio coming Scorpion. back. Oh, you're talking about for Sinister Six. Well, I meant like if we're doing a Tom Holland Sinister Six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, well, who do we have? Who? Yeah. Who do we have? So you got Mysterio, Vulture. Okay. And Scorpion. Scorpion. Really I want him. Yeah, I want him to have a suit. Him. Give him a goddamn suit. And, Bring back uh, Bokeem Woodbine and be uh, Shocker. Again. Shocker? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now There's we got four. four. We just need two more at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce <sighs> them in four and five. And then, you know. Yeah. W- would you guys want to see a rhino? No. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> okay. you don't think an MC rhino could be cool. No? Okay. It's here's the thing. Here's the thing about the rhino. It's you. I feel as though sometimes superhero movies will take a very silly concept and say, we got to interpret it. We got to make this realistic. <laughs> yeah. Let's put him in an armor suit. Yeah. When the, the juiciness and the beauty of a character like Rhino and the silliness is that he's a giant <laughs> fucking dude. He doesn't even need the horn. He's just a giant fucking dude. Yeah. I, I have a hard time thinking that the mcu at its current state is willing to do genuine uh interpretations anymore and that saddens me a little bit i think they're more likely to do it now 
than than they've yeah. ever been. So my the reason fought why a fucking I think dragon, this, man. The reason why, because <laughs> like, uh, I feel as though this is a, I'm I'm just, I'm just shooting off the hot takes. Yeah, you know no, no, I, mean? no. I feel as though the MCU currently is not willing to put in the long term work anymore. Yeah, to hmm. wait because I feel like, for example, I. Did we really need Black Panther 2 this year? Did we really need it this year? Did we need a Miss Marvel show this year? In that, let me finish, let me finish. In that we have a character who is looking up at the Marvel universe and is seeing all the heroes from up afar in Jersey, but we also have Spider-Man. We also have Kate fucking bishop mm. who are both doing the same job or like you know the same thing right now you know what right. i mean so space these guys out so they're not eating each other's lunch you know what i mean like did mm. we really need these shows back to back to back to back i would have loved a miss marvel show two years from now when she can have a fucking avengers team to look up to I, that's alive i'm with you you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna Nobody's argue. I'm not gonna argue about that. I'm gonna. What I would say is, I agree with you because the sole purpose is the MCU has a gift that the comics don't, and it mm. seems like it's it's a it's a um, there has to be an idiom for this. What's a gift that turns out like what's something that that you don't think is a gift but it is a gift? What's it What's it called? Like a gift horse and the mouse? No, but that's a different thing. But uh uh. <laughs> A gift of the Magi? No. Anyway, the point being is comic monkey's book ball. characters don't age. Oh, yeah, monkey's ball, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. There is something. Um, <laughs> but uh, but basically, comic book characters don't age, so they go through the same cycles over and over, right? But the MCU, right, yeah. the MCU, like, people are, oh, uh, what's up to BT Artist out there? Uh, BT Artist says, Justin, I love you. Um, oh, my gosh, the BT Artist? The BT Artist. BT Artist also wow. says we got... Scorpion, Shocker, Vulture, Craven. We don't have Craven. Bullshit. We have Craven. Craven. We don't have Craven. Craven is on Sony's side. Like uh, he's in another, yeah, another universe. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have Tinker in the MCU. Yeah, that's uh, true. BT artist says we also don't have Tombstone, Jackal, Black Cat, Mister Negative, or Chameleon yet. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Spider-Man characters to get to. What was I saying? Oh, we have a gift with the MCU where we're forced, like human beings are forced yes. to age. Yes. And, and but because of that, we can tell a story of the MCU over a course of 50 years. We have that, like, mm. that, that, again, I don't know what the idiom is. There has to be something that, like, we didn't realize this gift until, like, we look at it from this one. and we're like, we can tell fresh stories. We can tell a story mm. where 30-year-old, Peter Parker is training Miles. If right. we understand that these characters can't be released at the same time, so I agree with Justin, where I'm like, Miss Marvel should have been waited upon because I don't want a Miss Marvel that's technically two years younger than Peter Parker. Yeah. And then when's Miles gonna come out? Is my like? I also well, you know I, what I mean. I I understand your perspective, but I also think we're we're dealing with this weird almost time dilution because so many of these movies should have come out two years prior to these shows mm. but because of covid 
yeah. things kept getting pushed back and pushed back right. and pushed back. But the shows were able to just continue more or less unabated. Also, we do need Black so Panther it, again because of time restrictions. People are just going to, people are going to age. So we yeah. kind of have to deal with like, you know, sorry, did I cut you off, Brian? I'm sorry. No, 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 I agree. No, that was just what I wanted to yeah. say, which is that, you know, it, it's, uh, you're not, you're not wrong, Justin, but I do think that like, I think that probably was the plan at one time. And yet because of COVID and mm -hmm. the sort of things might have had to shift around forward momentum of these things. Yeah. They shifted so much around that it probably would have felt a little bit more natural if these movies had come out when they were supposed to, but because they did it, we're now, like you guys are saying, getting this weird sort of like all the trains are stopping and there's more trains coming and the tracks getting more and more backed up. The, the way I see it is we should just have an understanding that we're like at, 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 you know, best case or like worst case scenario, we get 10 years with any of these given characters. Let's just say we get right. 10 years with them. Right. Um, and then they retire. We, we, we find the Marvel universe shifts around and it changes. So the question is, do we really want our next 10 years with Kamala being two years younger than Peter and then what Miles is going to be the same age as Kamala like Miles is going to be two years younger than Peter it's going to be weird right and then they're both going to phase out around the same time it's going to be a problem um that's why they're holding off on Fantastic Four and X-Men and all that stuff because like that those are those are phases down the road like we don't need to blow our like there's not enough time right now so once you start that clock with Black Panther and the Black Panther cast we're getting what 10 to 15 years with with these yeah. with those characters every new character Ironheart starts this year and we're going to get like 10 to 15 years of, of uh, um, forget her name, but uh, with Ironheart. And so uh, I don't know. It's weird. So, so I'm with you, Justin, on that. I'm not with you. I don't know if this is what you were saying. I don't want a slow burn. Like I don't need a slow burn within an individual character. I just need them to space out the introductions of these characters so we can, you know what I mean? I, I I agree with it. I've always had I've always held the court the yeah, I've always held the torch that we're missing an Avengers movie because between Avengers one mm. and Avengers two, yeah, we don't get any time with the Avengers just being a team. Right, they yeah. should be a national which is so phenomenon. odd to me. In like a Marvel Cinematic Universe, we only have one movie where they're a complete team. Age of Ultron until they break up, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, yeah, and like us as humans, we're like, Oh, yeah, we spent like t t a decade with these characters, but like, we <laughs> we don't know, like, the fact it 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 doesn't upset me, it just bums me out that, like, man, really, we're we're really going the secret wars right now, we're really yeah. burning the king dynasty that, yeah. right now, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it shows the limitations of this shared universe idea in a live action setting right mm. like i'm not excusing it but i think you're you're pinpointing what the limitations are which is the time the money and the contractual and scheduling logistics to bring all of those actors together to make that movie right so i think i think when they're drawings on a page you can put them together whenever it's not an issue yeah, but when you're doing it live action, then it suddenly becomes this entire uh, uh, Rube Goldberg of scheduling and all these other things that becomes impossible to navigate and manage. Yeah. And I think that when they were initially like Avengers one, we're gonna do this forever. I don't think they ever really stopped to consider. Oh wait, it's actually really hard to get 
you know, these five actors together, especially as they're becoming more and more popular and more and more in demand because of these films. Um, so yeah, I think they, they just hit a brick wall because of that. Um, not again, not excusing it. Cause I think you're right, but I think it's revealing why these things maybe aren't as effective in live action as they are in the comics. That's the thing though. Like the TV shows solve that problem. In which way? How so? Like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the perfect, like mini series version of a of these properties. You know what I mean? Like, wow, sure. Sam and Bucky haven't talked to each other. It's gonna be really weird when they show up <laughs> in Avengers Five and they're buddy buddy, and now we see it, and now we have it. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. you know what I mean? Like, should have been a movie, but <laughs> it's like we see where where's that equivalent? between Avengers 1 and 2. Where is that equivalent right. to, like, uh, I don't know if you guys are caught up on She-Hulk, you know? Where is the yeah. equivalent of Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme? You right. know what I mean? We're getting that right. now in the show. Like, oh, now it's a connected universe. Oh, he's showing up like, this is a problem. You should do this, this is that, and the other. But when the sky is being rewound in time, Wong's busy, all right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the thing. Um, By the way, the idiom I was looking for is a blessing in disguise. That's what I was looking for. Oh, Um, I can't believe we didn't think of that one. (laughs) A blessing in disguise is what I was looking for. Like, we we think that, that it's a problem having these characters that are aging. But it's a blessing in disguise because we can tell new stories. That being said, I do agree. Comic books do this thing where they live in this in whatever the new status quo is. We have a big event that changes the status quo, and now like we're living in that new status quo, right? Like it right. does that, and every like couple years, there's kind of a rough new status quo that kind of shifts. Is Thor alive? Is he dead? Is Asgard on on Earth? Is it and uh, like in another realm? We don't know. Status quos change. Um, but in this, when we do these movies, and this is where Justin, I think Captain America and the Winter Soldier should be a TV show and a movie, uh, not one or the other, is because I want that living in the status quo. And then the movies are events. That's the problem mm-hmm. with the MCU. And again, I love the MCU. But what I'm saying is like, the movies are events and the movies are always changing the status quo. But when can we when can we live in the status quo? Right. That being said, I don't like Iron Man 3 for living in the status quo. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know what I want, maybe. Why? I don't like Iron Man 3. I like Iron Man 2 better than Iron Man 3, but that's just me. Iron Man 2 is underrated. Hot takes flying off. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, have we talked about our least favorite? I just (laughs) want to hear, what's your guys' least favorite? And doesn't mean the worst. But your least favorite MCU movie before we get oh, back to No Way Home. Easy. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, hard. Like, it's the worst MCU movie by far. Worst the worst or your or least favorite? Is it the same? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. <laughs> I, I genuinely hate that movie. But <laughs> that's a whole other part. Uh, I like that movie better than oh, uh, okay. Doctor Strange. You can do it. You want Justin, you can't have it both ways, man. You want the hot takes to fly, but you don't want it to fly in the direction you don't want it to fly. This is this part of give and take. Doctor Strange is my least favorite Marvel movie. I don't need to go back and rewatch it. I don't need to. I saw it once. I'm good. 
I'm not going to defend Doctor Strange. It's not that deep. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things I hate about Amen and the Wasp. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So with No Way Home, No Way Home isn't necessarily what I wanted. I wanted Peter to be on the run from the cops. I wanted kind of a, I I wanted personally my thing. And again, I'm not writing it. I wanted a Craven, uh, Scorpion, J. Jonas Jameson kind of plot line. Um, mm-hmm. where J. Jonah Jameson hires Craven to hunt down Spider-Man, uh, because he doesn't, because um, you know, he believes you know Spider-Man's a menace, and then Craven ends up being like embarrassing Jonah on live TV to the plate where like Craven no longer works for Jonah, but he's still hunting Spider-Man, and then Jonah equips Scorpion to hunt down Spider-Man. So we get this kind of different factions. So no way home is Spider-Man on the run, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that the I think the kind of miracle of Spider-Man No Way Home, though, is that in spite of the fact I went into this like, uh, I'm a little skeptical about this multiverse thing. I'm like, damn, this kind of works. I liked it. I, again, <laughs> and, nine out of I ten. Think, yeah, I think I think for me, if we're doing like a full phase four ranking, it's probably somewhere in the like upper middle tier for me, <laughs> especially if we're bringing the shows into that phase four ranking as well. Okay. But I think what pushes it over the edge for me and i want to give a, a acknowledgement to um fatal prose on tiktok because i thought he did a great video really really eloquently laying out this sort of interpretation of the film but the idea of the movie that peter is trying to save the villains yeah is such a peter parker spider-man idea yeah it's this idea that he doesn't want to let anyone die even if they are people who are actively trying to kill him and not only that, it's this great sort of meta commentary on the way all of the prior Spider-Man movies just let a lot of these villains die because that was how you did action movies at that time. And superhero movies were still sort of within the action film genre and weren't trying to be its own thing like a comic book. Batman begins when he's like, I don't have to kill you. I just don't have to save you. <laughs> well, you did kind of kill him then, technically, like- if we really want to. I think that's manslaughter if we're really going to get technical with it. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, a baby's in a burning building and you're like, I don't want to murder the baby, but <laughs> I just won't save it. You know what I mean? It's like, right. okay, it's that's technicality. Cool. I'm pretty sure you just let a baby die. But if, if we're looking at this, the way Fatal Prose lays it out, which is why I like the interpretation so much, is it kind of becomes this sort of commentary on restorative justice in a lot of ways, right? Because his whole philosophy is, I'm going to provide these villains with therapeutic treatment or physical treatments of some kind that they weren't getting in the real world. So that way they aren't given capital punishment when they return to their universe, right? So it's this idea of Spider-Man is in favor of rehabilitation rather than just punitive action for people. And I, I think that's awesome. And I think that's a really perfect spider-man philosophy to make a movie out of and he doesn't, and it makes the whole thing work in a way that i wasn't expecting yeah he, he doesn't say that they will be better people it's just that the choices are then theirs right after exactly cured, right exactly exactly or at the very least they'll no longer be motivated to be doing the things that they're doing and can hopefully make better choices going right. forward the quickest change it was weird but also like i don't know it was jamie fox's electro once he gets the powers taken, he's just like, well, fuck, we cool? Like, <laughs> like, 
it was just the thirst for power and the opportunity to have that power that made him right bad but when he didn't have it he's just like okay look we've only got so much movie we've only got so much time. <laughs> but yeah uh fatal pros on tiktok definitely recommend seeking out his video on yeah it's very worth watching brian uh brian did you see the re-release or no I did not. I actually wanted to ask you guys what you thought about the extended scenes. And if yeah, it's I was gonna, I was gonna ask Justin. <laughs> Justin, what did you, what did you think about the extended scenes? Hold on. You have notes? Did you take the notes with you to the theater? Yeah. Uh, no. I, anyway. For anyone Don't who's watching me. us on our live stream, <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash/TheKeegShow or YouTube.com/slash/TheKeegShow, you can see the notepad. Um, but if you're, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, that's wherever you get your podcast, Apple podcast, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, you can't. And, uh, Justin, tell us your notes. Were those real so, notes? A little bit. Anyway, okay. just my thoughts for this pod. So don't see the re-release. Oh, shit. Because you're paying for the shitty school announcements. <laughs> kind of, paying? kind of, yes. Literally, most of the added scenes is yes. Betty Brandt interviewing randos of like, oh, like, did you like know that Spider-Man was Peter Parker? There was also a small scene where everyone's yelling like at Peter Parker, like, climb, climb, climb yeah. in gym class, and he climbs the wall, and that's it. Well. Oh, hey, I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done yet. What? Because there's a big thing about the deleted scenes that was in this that I think is a big draw for people. There's a running joke about the how Peter Parker always destroys monuments. Yeah, that's added in. Um, there's a scene with Daredevil and Happy Hogan. That's there we go. Ten seconds long. It's a where... second scene with Daredevil or where... Murdoch. Where, yes, where the villains are walking into a Happy's apartment and he gets the alert on his phone while he's in mid-trial. And then Daredevil's like, put away your phone. But, and then you see the clip of them walking in. Yeah. And that's about it. So if you really want to see the shitty, for real shitty school <laughs> announcements, that <laughs> it's it's not worth it. It's truly not worth it. The, and I have a list of things that we could have seen or should have seen okay. instead of shitty school announcements. Okay. By the way, uh, <laughs> might I add, might I add that not only did they add a lot of school announcement stuff, understandable, <laughs> they they lengthened each quippy scene with two more quips. They added like two more lines of dialogue to like almost every scene. I agree with every change they made for the final product. What? <laughs> Every single change. I'm like, yeah, I would have deleted that too. Right. But right. <laughs> instead of this bullshit. There um, were some good Doctor three Spider-Man stuff with the three Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. no? Here's what's better. Here's okay. what's better. All right. All right. Doctor Strange versus the lizard. Because he captures him. And That's it's just fun. like, That's oh wait, fun. you're captured. And he's like, yeah. He has all these scars on his face. I'm like, would have oh. loved to see that. Oh, because we didn't see it in the beginning. You're saying like when he oh, hunted him down? Yeah. yeah. No? Yeah, you're right. Number two, Tobey Maguire says, I've been looking for uh, Tom Holland everywhere in this universe. A scene of him walking around looking for Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> well, at all. 
anything. <laughs> I would have liked just to have a clip of each of them in their home universe, personally. Really? Toby, really? Toby in, their, is in his home universe, Andrew in his home universe. It would have been nice. We could have had, we could have had any of the Peters acknowledging that their Jay Jonah Jameson looks the same. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that good that looks familiar. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been a good bit. Right. Not acknowledged in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> right. None. None. Nothing. Zilch. Yeah. We need um, to acknowledge J.K. Simmons is a universal constant. Well, right. we don't know yes. that he's in Amazing Spider. <laughs> we know J. Jonah Jameson exists in Amazing Spider-Man, but we don't know what he looks like. It's J.K. Simmons. Let's assume it's, it's J.K. Simmons. <laughs> we don't know. It's, for, I, I remember a rumor that it was like Ice Cube for a long oh. time. Remember that? remember that rumor? I personally, my inspired choice for 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 Jonah J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU was, and before he was the teacher, was J.B. Smooth. No, he can't be mean. I no, think he could. Really. I think he could. I think. No, no. No. <laughs> I think he could have no. pulled it off, and it would have been comedic still. Like you know, but J.K. is great. Mm-hmm. You know, J.K. is great. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, reactions from anyone from the Stark side of things of their shit being stolen mm-hmm. by Mysterio. Anyone? Pepper. Mm-hmm. Little Morgan, baby. Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, None of Morgan that. having a press conference and she's got a tiny, a tiny podium that she's <laughs> Morgan Stark. <laughs> did you hear that your father's technology was stolen by Mysterio? By the way, did we ever find out why Happy has the fabricator? No. Why does Happy have the fabricator? We never know. I think never he took addressed. it for like personal use. I think that's the implication. Is that <laughs> the he took it to, like... But he never yeah, used he it. He never used it once. He was good at something. Okay, yeah. and here's here's my last one. Yeah. What were the villains doing when they left Happy's apartment? Oh, yeah. Before Where they did go they go? Property? What were they doing? Why yeah, were yeah. they found? How did they get to the monument? Why did the two Literally, show up late? How did, how did Dr. <laughs> Octopus get to the monument? He's not a real octopus. He cannot. They should have had him... They should have had a shot of him like on a ferry, just like slowly taking his way to the Yeah, You're right. How did he get on the monument. <laughs> Wait, you're right. So Goblin has his glider. He could have gotten there right. first. Lizard swam. Yep. We see him get out of the ocean. Sandman right. goes like this, and Electro appears. Great. <laughs> right. Dr. Octopus should have been last to show up, which he kind of was. But then Green Goblin should have been first to show up, but Green Goblin was last. Green Where Goblin's did making Green Goblin get his equipment? Where did he get the new equipment? Was that what he was doing? He was spending time building new equipment? What were they doing? I would have loved anything. Anything besides the shitty school announcements. What the fuck? What the fuck? I agree with them deleting the school announcements and those school announcements not being part of the original cut. That being said, they were fine. I liked them. They, I, I was, I watched them for the re-release. I was, I, I just, I saw. This is my second time watching it. And I was fine with it. We got, I got something Justin, new. I quit. I quit. Uh, so we're recording this on three dollar theater day. So Justin, I'll Venmo you three dollars. <laughs> I own the movie. I could have watched the movie I own on DVD. What the fuck? 
Um, BT Artist, I didn't see this earlier. BT Artist said, and I'm, I'm assuming it's talking about Marvel actors, not only scheduling, but some actors who start not even wanting to be there. I think yeah. we're talking about how there's an expiration date for actors, I think. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I didn't want to let that go. Can I, can I pose a, 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 a topic of discussion for this for you guys? No. Because I was thinking about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a topic of discussion. Do you guys feel like, because I feel like phase four, especially, but I feel like it really spiked post No Way Home. We've gotten a lot of how are can we, I put this morons who are just like never shutting up about how phase four is mid, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I, I almost wonder if the hype machine that led into this movie kind of broke the fandom a little. Uh yes. Uh, because I think that the expectations were so high and they were largely, I think, met. And now it's gotten to a point where everybody wants a no way home level of like unexpected fan service multiverse cameo blah 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 in like everything i think i don't know if you guys problems. have thoughts on this but yeah i think there are two yeah. problems one is the fan service the level of fan service in this movie was next level right so right. they want that each and every time each and every time they want they want deadpool like blah 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 <laughs> like each and every time and i have something about that i'm going to cycle back to that but it's also the multiverse the multiverse, mm -hmm. the multiverse has fucked up everything because mm -hmm. I'm reading comments and people are like, nobody's dead. It's the multiverse. And I'm like, you, what? Yeah. Like, and that's what people have been talking about for a while. Like, why don't you just get an Aunt May from a universe, uh, from a, any other universe? And then somebody will chime in. Yeah, you know, get her from a universe where Peter Parker died and then bring her into this. So then you're fine. And it's like, what? <laughs> okay, so there's that. There's also everybody scouring the trailers and being like in Thor: Love and Thunder, where the where the uh, the Benatar takes off, and you see mm -hmm. Korg and Thor, and then space yeah. to the left. People were yeah. like, "That is an empty spot. There, there is somebody there. It's probably going to be Deadpool because Deadpool and Korg are playing Fortnite." Yeah, yeah, no, that's how it works. And <laughs> it's like, no, but we, so everything. In the trailer for this movie, in No Way Home, yeah, the lady yeah. who is the dean or the assistant dean or whatever for um, for uh, the MIT, right? She's saved on the mm -hmm. bridge. People are like, "Oh yeah, that's a stand-in. They're gonna they're gonna put some some other person in her place." It's like that is an actress. She is on she is on Barry. <laughs> like she she is an actress <laughs> in and of her own right. She's playing a character. What do you fucking mean? Right. She's a stand-in and you're gonna it, put it feels like it feels like the fact that everybody, not everybody, but many, many people online were predicting Andrew and Toby, Andrew and Toby, Andrew and Toby, and were proven right. We've gotten to this point where the fandom wants to predict the movie and win this game that nobody's playing but them, rather than just enjoy the experience of a story. It's also the clickbaiters. It's it's the clickbait sure. journalism, it's the clickbait TikTokers. Uh, no doubt, without a doubt, Mephisto is in WandaVision. No <laughs> doubt, Mephisto confirmed. Not going to say who I'm, who I'm um, saying, but, you know, um, I, I, I think that when we create our content, I think we have a responsibility. Um, sure, you can make mm -hmm. fun things and whatever, but, like, don't peddle bullshit. It's bullshit. Right. You can say, right. I, 
I saw some clues on why I think Mephisto's in WandaVision. It's totally different than Mephisto confirmed her WandaVision. It's different. Right. It's different, you know? So they're feeding yeah. into this cycle of expectations and people with multi-million uh, TikTok uh, followers, I think have a responsibility to those followers instead of breeding a cesspool of prepubescent <laughs> uh, uh, children you know, that, uh, that are going to throw tantrums. You know what I mean? Uh, also, right, dare right. I say, dare I say the people who, who want everything now, 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 they don't seem the type that are very giving in any other situation. So no, anybody out there who has a chance to be in a relationship with this person, don't do it because they're going to go for themselves only and then they're going to fall asleep. <laughs> They're not about the slow burn. Wow. That that's, that's a hot take. They're not about the slow burn. They're about pleasing themselves. They're not about pleasing others. They're about the quick gimme, gimme, gimme. That's all they're about. Okay. There you go. But that's just a theory. That part's just a theory. The other part that's is still just a theory. I, I stand by. Justin, do you have a thought on fandom reactions pre and post this movie? I have big brain thoughts and I have little brain thoughts. Um, <laughs> shout out to the afternoon special, um, Bobby. Um, but little brain thought, I feel as a lot of the problems can be solved in a perfect world of rearranging the release schedule. Hmm. So, for example, what if? What if? Bear with me. What if? Like what <laughs> if? What if? Nah, we we actually delete what if, but that's what. <laughs> um. <laughs> Movie-wise, we rearranged where Spider-Man and Doctor Strange 2 are at the end and then everything else is before. Mm. So you have the same effect of the the Infinity War endgame effect. Sure. So it's all building to this. But now we have a kind of like... Wait, sorry, repeat that? Like, move... Spider-Man and Doctor Strange at the end of Phase Four. Of Phase Yes. Four. Yeah. Yes. So, like, and that solves a good eighty percent of everyone's problems. Sure. Because sure. it, I'm, I don't know Marvel's plans. Not an insider, but it felt as though we had. Bear with me. We had the normies, Black Widow, Shang Chi. Who can't really interact with that level of like because they're not there yet. They're not that level. Black Widow's a spy movie. They, she's not gonna be in the multiverse. You know what I mean? Right. So even though it's great, Black Widow is one of my favorite MCU movies, oh. having it end and have the ideas are, you know what I mean? Like, okay, for example, I know I don't know if I'm making sense, but like the no, idea you are, yeah. You uh, absolutely build are. expectations and fan service right. over time tell good stories to set up that payoff later. Is that what you're saying? In that the ideas that we will be following for the future of the MCU into Secret Wars and King Dynasty, that you can follow the through line better. Yeah. If it was in order. And I know the COVID of it all and stuff like that. For for example, what if we had WandaVision, Loki, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange. When? Like, towards the end. 
Oh, what was before like, Loki? Before Loki. <sighs> what did you say? You said so you're, oh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So you're yeah. saying like a lot of the Marvel shows that we've gotten this year would have gone prior to what we got last year. Yes. So we sure. start yeah. off with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or at the very least, we start off with Hawkeye. Like, cut Loki out and put it free Doctor Strange Spider-Man so you get the multiverse right. So, right. so as fans, we are watching, oh, Wand sure. is doing this shit. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Okay. Resolution. Loki breaks open the multiverse with right. the Oh, you said thing. Wanda and then Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then immediately yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home happens and then that isn't concluded with Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Right. That yeah. would solve a, and I know the COVID of it all. I know that's that scenario. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But that solves everything. I most would, of the thing. You I, know I, what I mean? I'm with you. I know I that's say, not possible. I would say still kick it off with WandaVision because WandaVision needs to take place after the, the blip or unblipping or whatever. But after that point, we don't deal with magic or whatever until you're Loki no way home multiverse of madness stuff so we kind of set up the phase yeah but basically you got to think about like what is the story we're trying to tell in phase four because when we deal with phases we are coming off the heels of the previous phase we are telling what this phase is about and we're building up for the next phase right each phase kind of has an act so we're dealing with like act one dealing with phase like the fallout of phase three act two what is phase four about and act three of phase four is like, where are we going with this, right? Um, hey, so Dimitri, yeah. I love you. I think you're an amazing person. I think Uh-oh. you're awesome. I truly do. We're not going to prom? I would, I would like to call bullshit. I would like to call bullshit. I love you though. Okay. This is a small Wait, bullshit, bullshit. as in I'm speaking out of my ass or you don't agree with me? I think that there's a lot of revisionist history when it comes to the phases in their meetings. <laughs> because okay. phase two didn't go no, no, fucking no. nowhere. <laughs> I agree. I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is how they've done it. I'm saying in a better how it should be done. How it should be done. Yeah. A phase so needs like, to have meaning, yeah. right? Like, what are the stories that we need to tell? I think it's the heroes. It's it's the the world having been changed a little bit. Telling the stories like Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, those deal with the blip, right? Um, it has to do with new heroes rising up in the absence of the uh, the other heroes being gone and then building us towards the multiverse if that is the way they wanted to go which they, it is like i think telling that story would have been a smarter uh decision you know what i mean yeah yeah, um, yeah oh go ahead sorry oh otherwise people are like people are complaining that this isn't the mcu that they you know that they fell in love with kind of thing and it's like Whatever. Start <laughs> that leads me, yeah, that leads me into my big brain thoughts. Yeah. Uh, was that a small is, brain thoughts? Yeah, those are my small okay. brain thoughts. Okay. But oh, is that is that too big brain? Small brain <laughs> yeah. No, those are good small brain thoughts. Big brain thoughts of there is not a scenario in the Lord and Savior of 2022 <laughs> that we would have had a response. A good response to a phase four, four that's full of women, people of no, color, yeah. with three phases. Now we have a we have an original trilogy that we will complain about. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we literally have a beginning, middle, and end to be like, right. well, yeah, they right. did it in this phase. Well, they did it in this. 
why don't where's the big bad where's the Thanos level threat where's the right you know what I mean like and Thanos now sat in a chair for like most of his appearances until Infinity War too that's exactly that's and right. it's like you have people who Kang's like, already done more than Thanos ever did exactly. and we've had like, way more content in phase four than we ever would have had in phase one like phase one was yeah. five movies that's it yep. five movies five two hour long movies right you get 10 hours mm-hmm. in phase one. Like, we were, is, yeah, no. like yeah. we were at so 10 hours. So there's not a scenario where people wouldn't be, like, doing some bullshit takes on the internet. Like, oh, Absolutely. this is better. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I get it. Your big brain thought is a little bit more cynical and a little bit more, like, no, realist. Right, of, like, <laughs> Sadly, it's very right. I, I, I agree. Mostly because it's just, it, I think it's also funny. They're... they're <laughs> just the the way phase one phase two phase three were scheduled was let's just get our white male superheroes out there as soon as possible <laughs> so then now it's like yeah who's who is left like we we, we save black panther for phase three we have miss marvel phase three like like they kept them for last for their own machinations yeah. right like again I, I i'll keep saying this until i get a, a thundering round of applause is that like the the Avengers had a, a a purple and a green man before a black and a brown man like <laughs> like on the Avengers like so, and what also bugs me about that is like looking where we're headed that I am so glad that we get cool amazing new heroes like Shang-Chi and the new Captain America and all these people but instead of the goal being to bring them all together, we are still <laughs> looking back, and us as fans are still looking back. Like, I hope they bring Hugh back. I hope they bring Deadpool back. I hope they, you know what I mean? Right, it's right. gonna be like, who the fuck's gonna mm-hmm. care about Shang Chi when Deadpool's right there? You are undercutting yourselves. You That's why I mean? they're holding undercutting these new heroes by bringing it when we when we. I am desperate for a new interpretation of the x-men we need it so fucking badly agree with like, you 100 yeah. on that yeah like yeah. and just like we really don't need the fox films we really don't let them no. die I, I am <laughs> so in a, justin i am so <laughs> agree with you on that one it's not yeah. even funny like there is nothing and i think i've said this on multiple key things there there's nothing that infuriates me more than people being like with the multiverse we can bring back the fox movies i'm like they were already stupid unnecessarily complicated we don't need to add the <laughs> yeah. multiverse elements to them like it, but, it was already yeah. too much and too focused on the same four characters over and over yeah when there's a whole universe within itself that's just x-men the joke has barely been touched the joke about the fox x-men is that like the fox x-men was already its own multiverse because each x-men movie takes place in its own universe <laughs> True. Yeah. True. In fact, like everything is jumbled in a minute. Like the the Nightcrawler being like born twenty years earlier. Angel too. Angels fucked up in that universe. Everybody's. I get the split in timeline that happens at the end of Days of Future Past, but that doesn't create a person being born twenty years earlier. (laughs) It's all fucked up. Let it die. Yeah. The past. How does that Whatever work? Kylo Ren said. What? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Let, let it burn a fiery death. Hey, anybody watching this, you already know. I have a whole pitch on how to bring the X-Men into the MCU. Go watch it. You'll like it. I quite yeah. liked your pitch. I'll second that. Oh, uh, you watched I liked, it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked the way you... 
I like the way, correct me if I'm misremembering, I like the way you used the blip to do the Cyclops' plane crash. I thought that was great. Yeah. Okay. This has nothing to do with Spider-Man. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We, we will Put get this in to... the extended cut we... of this episode. We'll this is, this is our extended cut. more fun edition of this episode. <laughs> These are the deleted scenes, right? Like, this is right. the expen- extended cut. You know what? Uh, but you know what's funny, too, going back but, to what you said, Justin? Because you're absolutely right, like, the the uh increased presence of women and people of color in phase four yeah was never going to go over completely smoothly from a shitty people in the fandom yeah. perspective right right um yeah. but what's so funny to me and i'm not saying anything original here but i was thinking about this in relationship to spider-man no way home when you look at the the philosophy of spider-man no way home that i was talking about earlier which is like peter parker in between uh, uh, the events of Far From Home and No Way Home must have read some Angela Davis because now he believes in prison <laughs> abolition. Like, this movie's politics are very woke, but to these people, woke is a woman or a black person or a other person of color exists. Go woke like, or go broke. Woke. That's just what oh, the no, world go woke. is. Go woke, yeah. go broke, not or. Go yeah. woke, go broke. Like, Captain, Captain Marvel, I don't want to, I hate playing this card, but I'm going to, like, Captain Marvel had like a a partnership with the U.S. Air Force. Like that's not very woke of them to do that for a myriad of reasons. Yeah, but it's just so funny to me the way that people think like progressive leftist politics are, which is just a person of color or a minority existing. or a, a woman existing, versus what's actually woke, which is like Spider Man might as well at the end of this movie have looked at the camera and said, "Hey, a cab." Abolish all prisons. I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> That's basically what he does in this movie. It's just wild to me that this movie will not get called out that way, but She-Hulk twerking with Meg Thee Stallion. The, the way I view... Oh my god. The way I view the developments of Phase 4 when it comes to race and, and sexuality and whatnot is you have to... It's like you got to break the bone to reset it. Like the bone is broken. Mm. You got to break it to reset it. People say, ouch. People say, why is Zendaya being MJ this and MJ that? I don't feel like I hear too many complaints about it. Like I used to, like people are roughly on Zendaya's side now to the, almost to the point of fetishization. True. It's a long road ahead, but like, like they don't, it's not the same. And I feel like every time the new thing is the worst, which means by now, maybe they've accepted Shang-Chi now maybe they're like oh i don't like she hulk now why can't it be more like miss marvel or 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 captain marvel <laughs> i don't know but like i feel like just like supreme court decisions um something that i learned in like poli sci class was essentially supreme court major supreme court decisions aren't necessarily like public uh opinion being so overwhelming it's like they're mm-hmm. just like no i mean we, we ha- like these are civil rights issues like not everyone's going to agree with it and then over time we're like how did we ever not have that sure or you know recently we get roe versus Wade abolish like <laughs> so i guess that doesn't fit in but my point being is that we kind of have to force the change on the mainstream public and then over time they start viewing these characters as human beings and not right. hating them on existing or at least the majority of people can change their mind well I think you see that because those same people will be like, well, when they did Ellen Ripley and Alien and Aliens, it wasn't force. And it's right. like, 
you if you if that movie came out now, which in a way it did, if you saw Prey, the most recent Predator movie, mm. if that movie came out now, those same people would be like, "What is this woke agenda right. with a woman who's the hero?" And these people are are always attacked by just the presence of someone who is slightly different from them, which proves that they've learned nothing from this superhero media that they claim to love so much. Right. Because it goes against the ethos of all of these characters. It's funny when they say Miles Morales is a good example. Like people didn't hate on Miles Morales when he first appeared, because people did. Right. People hated on Miles, not in Into the Spider-Verse, but in the comics and maybe even in Into the Spider-Verse too. But my point being is that like, People hated on these characters when they first appeared. Like, yeah. people do this weird switch up where, like, the same people who are misogynistic on Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, some of them are taking the approach now, a couple of years later, that Monica Rambeau should have just been Captain Marvel. And it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that'd been cool too, but I don't get what fight you're fighting for. Are we? Are you <laughs> trying to prove that you're not a misogy- misogynist? You're trying to. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I think we f- have to force these uh, the representation on people so that they accept at least if five years down the line they're a little bit better for it. <laughs> so phase four is a rough rough thing. We're setting up all these like yeah. women and people of color, uh, you know, and um, I can't wait for Monica Rambeau to come back in the Marvels. Like I'm very excited for Tiana Paris. Um, yeah. You just gotta I can't wait for her and Kamala to hang out, and that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. It's like Carol, get out of here. Just like it's us time. Like, I do have a question. <laughs> I feel <bad> saying <laughs> what do you guys think the beef is between Monica and Carol? Oh, uh, if I had to guess, I would say that based on what we see in WandaVision, which seems to be that uh, Maria Rambeau had a terminal disease of some kind, mm. I would say that the beef is up. most likely exactly, exactly, especially. Now that we know that she, well, I guess we don't know for sure, but I think the idea was probably like, you were gone for so long and you never came back to check on us and now my mom is gone. This woman who maybe had a romantic relationship with her potentially, I don't know if Marvel's willing to go that far with it, but you know, someone who clearly cared about you very deeply as a friend, you never came back and showed up and now she's gone and you can't fix that. That would be my guess. Uh, it could have be one, which one I think two, is an interesting things. dramatic hook. Yeah. yeah, it's you. You didn't come back to sit to to like we thought we meant something to you, but you went out into the universe and like you didn't look back. We're such small ants, right? Or you could have helped her with her sickness, right? I'm sure there's a Cree method, mm. but that's also used a lot too. That's used in a lot of science fiction and and superhero stuff. It's like with your powers, why can't you save me? Because you don't right. want to. That's Harry Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fuck. Hey, look at that. <laughs> you know? uh, but like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Because it's nine months after Spider-Man No Way Home first came out, and now it's the re-release, we're seeing phase four a little bit different. And it kind of kicked the door open for this ridiculous level of fan service and expectations. Mm-hmm. And, and like, people want just like multiversal everything. And again, they want a quick release, right? Like they just want they just want their 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 cake and they just want to eat it up and cake all the time and ice cream and dessert without realizing that like like stories are stories. You need to earn the payoff, right? Like right. 
and, and that's the problem with, you know, certain creators being very much about uh, uh, the payoff without the buildup. They want right. that quick thing, right? They want like, why don't we just see Yoda and Darth Vader fight again? Like Yoda should appear. <laughs> why can't like Yoda, like, wouldn't it be cool if like Obi-Wan fought, fought Darth Vader with Qui-Gon's ghost and then Yoda showed up and he was like, what's up? <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it would be cool. Would it be? I don't know. Yeah. Like, but people want that. Did they want Deadpool showing up in everything? They want <laughs> like, it is fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, there can be too much of a good thing. And I think a lot of people haven't realized that yet. Yeah. Right? Like if, if it's just cameos, 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 and the story isn't there, then why are we excited about cameos? Right. Then you want a PowerPoint presentation, we, right? Isn't that what somebody said on TikTok? Yeah. It's like, if you, if that's yeah. the way you are, you just want to, you don't want a movie. You just want a PowerPoint presentation. Just add them, Dimitri. Just add them. Keep going <laughs> out. You no. don't know what you're talking about. No, this, the creator that know, said that. the Zoom link. The creator. <laughs> no, well, honestly, the reason I don't at is because um, of weird ass followers. I'd like to think that like the followers on our pages are are pretty pretty reserved and 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 smart and behave themselves. But when we're dealing with millions of followers, there are weirdos out there, you know. So I'm not welcoming that. So no public beefs, you know. Public. No, I mean, if somebody if wants you to ever hit, see him in an alley, if somebody wants to DM, no, remain cordial. We all travel in the same circles. I just think that we have a journalistic and dare I say journalistic, journalistic responsibility to not do clickbait at the very least. Okay, Jameson. You know, that's not Jameson. Jameson's the <laughs> other way. Spider-Man's a menace. Uh, hey, listen, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to keep us on yeah, track. Yeah. Um, and added another added clip that I don't get why. Uh, let, let me know if this was added. When Spider-Man's outside, Green Goblin is punching him through the floor. He gets outside. He gets on the wall outside. J. Jonah Jameson's like looking up at him. And then the lizard pops out. He grabs Peter, throws him back in the building, where then Green Goblin pile drives him through a couple more floors. That was in the original. Was that in the original? The lizard popping yeah. back for just a split second? Yes. Okay. I didn't remember. That's that. when J. Jonah Jameson got the picture of Spider-Man. But um, I thought, <laughs> Jesus, I was looking at it and I was like, Jesus, he's getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, like, Thanos wasn't this bad. Like, Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Um, do you did you notice anything new from the second viewing or from the re-release viewing or whatever? Um, the things I noticed. What what really stood out to me is is that I, I appreciated how each of the Spider-Man films in this home saga have really hammered home with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that the people who have the power to change things should change things and do the responsible thing. Yeah. Even though it's not Peter's stuff that's getting stolen in Homecoming, he has a responsibility for it to not be stolen to do the right thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, and, and, and not in the wrong home, hands, right? Not in the wrong hands. You know what I mean? He could. He didn't have to. 
Also, he's told not to. He saves Vulture, yeah. right? Like against Vulture's uh, like wants and desires. He saves him, right? And far from home and explores that idea of like it's you you can't it's a responsibility you can't give away. It's yours and yours alone. Or you can share the responsibility, but it's not something you can ever stop having or giving away. And that's you know, but in this one, I think it's that to the like nth degree of number one these aren't your villains these aren't even your problems these are even like your issues to solve like another universe's problems and yet you still have a responsibility to do the right thing and do right by these people and i think it's very helpful that depending on how you look at it that in the last two movies, Peter Parker is is looking up at Tony, and he's looking up at the Vulture, and he's looking up at all these heroes. But he's looking, I guess, sideways, looking, you know, people level to him, but slightly above because it's like the previous Spider-Man. But, you know, hopefully in the next saga, whatever it may be called, he's interacting with people who are not above him, who are not his mentors, but his equals. So I think this is a great opportunity in the next saga to bring in a Harry Osborn or another hero. Like, you know, uh, I think him and Kate Bishop would really hit it off. Dating-wise? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just people who he's equal with. And now he has an opportunity to do that. And if we ever get to a third trilogy, God forbid, that's the time to bring in Miles. Boom. Because then he's looking down. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like a childish Gambino. Not childish. Uh, Chance the Rapper album cover. You know what I mean? He's looking up. He's looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? I wasn't sure where you're going with that because I thought when you said childish, I thought you, like, I thought you were going to talk about Miles, but then you're like Gambino. And then I was like, oh, yeah. No, Donald Glover was in Homecoming. Not a real fan. But then you meant you messed up and you're like, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, okay. I do agree with you. Real I quick. missed some Sorry. of that because my battery died. But oh, yeah, so much. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say no, like Sinister some, Six, Sinister Six, and Number Six, and then in Number Seven, after Peter's gone through this big, huge moment of being an individual defeating the Sinister Six, he can now we have Miles. You know what I mean? Like in in I Number don't Seven, need, I don't need the Sinister Six. I don't. Oh. I need I need Tom to have equals. Oh, wait. I, oh, I don't yeah. think he has equals that he can talk to in this universe. Yeah. That he can meet legally. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's a whole rigmarole, <laughs> but like to get Spider-Man to talk to any of these people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's there's all, very few people currently in the universe that could look at him like equals. Thor is not his equal. Kate Bishop mm-hmm. could be his equal. I don't think Miss Marvel could she's be his smaller. equal. You know what I mean? Kate, yes. Kate like, and Miss Marvel are smaller. But like Shang-Chi. I, Shang-Chi would be his equal. Yes, that's an equal. Just people he can be on the same well, level as, you know? And if we're going to use the comics as a reference, Human Torch is about to arrive. You could do the Johnny Storm, I want Peter it. Parker rivalry. Perfect time. You know? Perfect that would time. be, yeah, yeah. Um. Spider-Man my, my, is amazing friend. My take on, on Shang-Chi <laughs> <There> is <you. laughs> that, I guess, let's get a new Spider-Man is amazing friends, right? 
Like, let's get I think it's the next title, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Because that's the best part about these Tom Holland things. That's it was that also surprised me. This staggering amount, I'm like, damn, having a supporting cast is amazing. Yeah. Having a Peter Parker <laughs> that can talk to people. Who right. knew? You know, <laughs> yeah. the fact that Ned, he was talking to uh, Spider Maguire was talking to Ned. He's like, "Did you have a best friend?" Yeah, but he tried to kill me. I'm like, "Damn, he didn't have anyone to talk to." <laughs> Andrew didn't even have a friend. He never had a friend. Yeah, ever. No. Fine. <laughs> hey, you know, I never thought about it until just now. But you're absolutely he, he right. had no friends. That's no so friends. weird to me. Well, That's Harry. The best part. <laughs> I mean, Harry in that number two, where he was like, you left a long time friends. ago, but you were like my best friend, Harry. Like, At least James Franco and Tobey Maguire got along for one movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, he didn't even friends, have one movie know? with that Harry, yeah. Wait, did they At not get along like, in number two? That's no, but like, end of, end of one out. is when he's, yeah, end of one is when he starts being like, Spider-Man killed my dad. Yeah. I gotta kill Spider-Man. Yeah. But I got you, Peter, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, um, yeah, like, I want to see, um, oh, what I was going to say is Shang-Chi, my thing about Shang-Chi is I don't like Act 3, because I like Shang-Chi when he's an amazing character in this, like, real world, so I like the whole, like, finding on the, in the buildings with the, with the battle royale, mm -hmm. like, the rumble, whatever, the cage fights and whatever, I like that up until they go to this, like, secret dimension village i don't really like that like that's not my my thing i would love to see shang chi sh like be roommates with peter parker you know what i mean like <laughs> like let's let's see that spider-man is amazing friend but with seem and seemingly liu, liu is so charming and charismatic like let's see him like like hang out you know just throwing down with spider-man yeah. and throwing johnny th throwing johnny and like, yeah. I would I would sign up to watch a movie where the three of them are roommates. <laughs> easy, that's yeah. so easy. Like you can do that's that. You can make money. that tomorrow. That's printing money. But yeah, it's I, Spider Man needs his equals because yeah. it's it was very yeah. apparent yeah. that he has none. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. immediately. I mean, Black Cat. I it would that. be nice to see him date a Felicia Hardy. And have them both have their secret identities where they neither of us them know each other. Or is that two Batman mm -hmm. Catwoman? It's already but no, but off, that's, bro. <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. They didn't even try to make it a different animal. They're just like, ah, oh, she's also a cat. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the that's always been their dynamic, though, is that she's more into Spider, at least in the beginnings of it, that she's more attracted to Spider-Man than she is Peter Parker. So yeah. I think having them not be aware of their alternative identities would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I ship it. But yeah. I and I, I agree with you just as much as I would love to see Miles in live action, we have, you know, we have the superior into the Spider-Verse movies to to hold us off on that. And then Tom Holland, I think, needs to be a bit more of an adult before Miles can enter the picture. Yeah. I'm gonna do it with Tom Holland. He needs to not only be more of an adult, he needs to look like an adult because Tom Holland is 26 and <laughs> he still looks he needs to die. What? <laughs> <Peter Parker laughs> <to> die. <laughs> Not in real life. Oh, no. I, thought, I thought Tom Holland. No. I was like, oh shit. I had to. No, this is a this is a slight tangent because I had to read. Uh, I, I stopped reading Miles Morales Spider Man. And I was like, he's just the other Spider Man. Like, mm -hmm. why doesn't 
smiles have a signature cast of villains. Yeah, Are you talking like, about the Saladina Med run you didn't like, or was this the current one? I, I, previous I stopped reading after I think he teamed up with Rhino. And I was like, you should keep what? reading because he adds in a lot of like villains that are. Oh, his. he does. Uh, okay. Yeah, he okay, he bro. gives them. There's Starling. There's Starling. the Assessor. There's the mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of good stuff with um, uh, the Prowler in it that I think is really well the done. Prowler keeps I think popping it's worth back up. Reading. Like Uncle Aaron Prowler. He should. I like Prowler. I do too. <laughs> yeah. But like, I do agree that like he does need to expand his rogues because he also just yeah. fights a lot of Peter's rogues too. I think that I run does a good job of giving him his own rogues. It starts off with the rhino stuff, but it it it's. I think you could tell he's making a concerted effort to be like he needs to have his own villain. Yeah. And then from then on out, like Starling's a great character. She's awesome. The the yeah. vulture's granddaughter. Do you, do you know that Justin? Do you know Starling? Nope. I stopped breathing. So so <laughs> oh, you should you should check it out. I it, think you'll like it. You know how in it's Homecoming my... in Homecoming Adrian Toomes is white, obviously, and then he has. Uh, Liz, his daughter, who's half. Yes. Right. Uh, in the comics, we didn't get that. Right. Like Liz Allen is totally different. Adrian Toomes is white, but like in the comics now, Adrian Toomes has a uh, uh, black granddaughter. I don't know. I don't know how it broke down, but um, she's his uh, granddaughter, which I think is inspired by Homecoming. Right, it definitely is because she appeared around that time. Yeah. Um, and so and Miles and her have a thing. Um, Starling is her name. I just want, I don't want Miles to be the other Spider Man. No, you know what I'm no, trying I to agree. say. I agree. With and you. I yeah, think yeah. it would be better if he was the Spider. <laughs> uh, it's a Wally West Barry <laughs> Allen situation, yeah. but yeah. compounded even more, being that he is a black character. Like, yeah. like yeah. people bought that Barry was dead and Wally was Flash, but people will always, it's just like Sam being Captain America. People are going to be like, that's Black Cat. That's Black Spider-Man. That's not but the but real. Steve is gone. Steve yeah. is like mega gun. You know what but I mean? people gone. are still not yeah. buying Sam. People still not buying Sam. I mean, he could use a better suit, but that's a whole nother bug. I want him to cover up his head. I personally want him to cover up his head, and that's the only thing. Hey, I'm Captain America. And I'm like, bro, come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I just don't like the idea that, like, what if his head gets chopped? Just the top, unprotected part. We need to feel the winds. The winds changing history. You don't understand. See, this is why you can't be Captain America. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve didn't have his hair showing up top. I just, I, I wish it was thinner. Oh, you know I mean, yeah. It, he, mm. he looks like a, he looks like he's wearing a football person. Yeah. And like for a flying character, <laughs> I would just want it to be like thin, not thin, but yeah, like lighter. Also, Slinker. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He's you know? buff in and of himself. Like, plus like since Anthony it's made Mac- by vibranium, it doesn't have to look like armor because that's the whole thing with vibranium is it's super light, right. And very yes. dense, <laughs> right, right. Um, but like, uh, oh, so with with in the comics, what I want from Peter Parker in the comics is Peter Parker to just finally get married, Mary Jane, have a kid, and then still be Spider Man. But like Miles Morales is the Spider-Man, like Peter Parker can get his family drama, like comic. But Miles is would well, need to be the six one six in Spider-Man. 
And so it would be nice to, in the if the movies yeah. kind of did that as Tom Holland gets to older Justin's, to pass it off. To Justin's point, I, I think the thing that frustrated me was uh, I like that run a lot, and I think it does a good job of within that comic being like, no, Miles is Spider-Man. Which one? But the problem is that the the, the Solid and Med run that yeah. we've been talking about. But I think the problem is that Marvel didn't do anything to like really properly promote it <laughs> and elevate it. Like I, I think that's the frustrating thing is that I think they can coexist, but I think Marvel has to do a better job of spotlighting and uplifting Miles in the same way they spotlight uplift Peter Parker. Like uh, for example, this past week they had a Basic Fantasy number one thousand come out. It's just stories about Peter Parker. Yeah, like I know Miles Morales wasn't in Amazing Fantasy 1000, but if Miles Morales is Spider-Man, he should have at least one story in that comic, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Marvel still pushes Peter Parker as the one true Spider-Man, right? Right. And sometimes the only way to do to to change that is to take Peter Parker off the board. Sure, but I I think forever. Like maybe (laughs) I'm saying at least let him retire, let him create a family. I think Peter Parker, Spider Dad, would be just a better because they did that with Clark Kent, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 cool with it. Part of me is has given up hope for a truly revolutionary Spider-Man comic book run because it feels as though. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, because I'm not currently reading any Spider-Man. No, Wait, okay. can I correct you if it, you're wrong? No, just Brian. <laughs> it feels as though there can be no true forward momentum for this character anymore and that there's never going to be a for real like he's with mary jane for real this time there's (laughs) never gonna be a he has a kid for real this time because it will always, more so than other characters, will always go back to zero in a way that other characters can't because of the Sony relationship. And that, and mm. all the things that we like about mm. Spider-Man and all the things that we remember about Spider-Man is when he, when he had rapid forward momentum. You know, when Gwen Stacy died, when he got the black suit. You know what I mean? Like, those... Right. Well, just yeah. the fact that he aged like no yeah. other superhero character except maybe like dick grayson and like jason todd have aged the way that peter parker has he mm-hmm. actually graduated high school he graduated college i will be shocked if kamala khan and miles morales ever graduate high school <laughs> i will legit be shocked <laughs> if that ever happens but peter parker like got up to the point where he's like i i you watched me go through high school go through college and i think that forward momentum scares a lot of comic book people because it leads to questions of if Peter Parker is moving forward, why isn't everybody else? Well, I mean, I might theory is their problem. I'm not saying that like that makes it okay, but like that's their problem to figure out. I didn't fucking pay like, me to be the other. The thing. fact that we like Kitty Pride has aged. Yeah. Don't yeah, Kitty sure. Pride, sure. Yeah. Kitty Pride is at least 25 now. I right. Yeah, she's another one. Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. I mean but there I are also get hints. the impression there are little hints yeah. in the comics on how long has the current Marvel universe been around? Now right, the sliding timeline. But there's but a sliding timeline, but it's still it's a sliding timeline as far as what generation, but it's also it right. does slowly. Yeah, very, very slowly. It does very slowly. 
like Captain America got frozen, like unfrozen from ice after September 11th. Yeah, like no, he wasn't he wasn't yeah, there for September really? 11th. I mean, in, in a sliding timeline, you can't say that Captain America has been around for 22 years. The Marvel Universe has not lasted 22 years. I say it's been 15 years. That's what I say. And the only way you can so, do that is to chart the what's that? So Peter's like 30. I would say so. Probably, yeah. 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 The DC. So now it's kind of like, oh, he will he's won't get married. He won't settle down. Well, he's still broke. It's because <laughs> right. yeah. it's okay. because of our fascination. A true millennial. <laughs> our fascination with yeah. Yeah, let I mean Peter Parker's a millennial. Like, let him like <laughs> I, I understand the problems. I get it. Um but no, I think it's the idea that we want to torture Peter. It's angst, right? Spider-Man shouldn't run on this, but it runs on angst. Uh, uh, and that's the biggest hurdle that Peter has when it comes to like settling down and having kids is then how do you have that angst? And I think maybe retire the angst from Peter. That They, they often talk about that Parker luck where it's, it's a negative right. thing, right? Where he's always suffering why don't we just realize that like, sure, ups and downs is part of storytelling. We don't have to torture the guy and make him suffer every step of the way. I will say two things to that. One, just to go back to your point about like, it doesn't seem like that they'll ever let him move forward. I think that is also largely the fault of the, the current editorial of Marvel Comics, who is still very much stuck in the mindset of, we need to not let him get married and let him move forward at all for whatever their reasons are. I think the fan base largely disagrees with that idea. I think if you pulled a group of Spider-Man fans, I think they'd largely say we'd rather see him settle down and have a marriage. Yeah. And, but I would also say that like your problems aren't all solved when you get married and have a kid. <laughs> I can say this yeah. from experience. And uh -oh. the idea of don't Peter... tell Justin that marriage doesn't solve all your problems because he might he might read he yeah, might fair warning, Justin. Marriage doesn't solve all your problems. Uh, but especially if you're a superhero, you know, I, I think the you could still tell stories that feel like they involve the Parker luck yeah. of Peter trying to balance being a husband and a dad. Yeah. And be Spider-Man. I think that can be done. Some of my favorite... I just don't think they want to do that. Yeah. Some of my favorite stories in like in DC comics is when green arrow and black canary are going to get married. So you have all these like one shots about like, what's the bachelor party? Like what's the bachelorette party? Like, like the girl superheroes go to this like male strip club that has like male dancers that are dressed as superheroes. And it's just, just this funny thing. They're like, I want a lap dance from Batman. I want a lap dance from animal man. Like, let's see how that goes, you know? And like, I think that's kind of funny. Um, though actually it brings up a lot of questions, but no, we're going to, we're going to go past that. But, but they, when Green Arrow and Black Canary get married, all the heroes are there and the villains like drop in to like ambush all the heroes. And like, I forget what happens with it, but it was super fun. And like, there are still stories you can tell with like, right. let's get a writer who's been married. So that's not me, but like, let's get a writer who's been <laughs> married to write stories about Peter having marriage not marital problems but just the normal ups and downs of marriage you know what right. i mean yeah it can you know be done really, i think yeah sorry go ahead, Justin. you know what like really pushed me over the edge when it comes to reading <laughs> spider-man it was two things it was one when 
for like a hot second, like the hottest second. He had a real job at the Daily Beef. I think he was an editor. I was like, finally, about time. <laughs> yeah. And then he got his doctor taken away. And then he got fired from the Daily Beef. Because everyone realized it was Dr. Octopus that did all that shit. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Coupled with the fact, I, I read like a month later that like Rogue and Gambit got married. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. If Rogue and Gambit can get fucking married. It's because the X-Men allowed change. Excuse, Peter? Yeah, like, there is there is no scenario where those two characters are going to date anyone else. And then that they do, they're going to come back to each other. They, they are such a package deal. They are Mary yeah. Jane and Spider-Man of X-Men. Oh, wait, we already have a Mary Jane and Spider-Man in real life. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, there's no magical... Gwen Stacy's not coming back. He's not going to go with Felicia. It is Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Why aren't they yeah. together at the like and married? Like it sorry. I just realized something. <laughs> I just realized something. In in Spider-Man No Way Home. They never say the name Gwen Stacy. Because Gwen Stacy doesn't exist. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the opposite. They don't that maybe say he'll meet a Gwen Stacy in the future. That Tom yeah. Holland could meet Gwen Stacy. And that no, no, he says no, he says Gwen. Because he says he says Gwen, she was my MJ. Who does he say? I'm almost you? certain he says Gwen. I ooh, good question. That's a good question. Yeah, he does he, he does say I feel a, like he says, I had a Gwen, she was my MJ. But which it's really it's really funny because he also had an Uncle Ben, but I guess his main trauma is Gwen. All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> well, also Tom has an Uncle Ben, but he never says what happens does to he? him. He does. does. He? Uh, uh, Ben Parker is on briefcase. his suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he just left. Who knows? Like he's. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I, I saw the writing on the wall. You're not off of me this time. Keep the suitcase, kid. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if Gwen Stacy could pop up, but personally, I would love a Felicia Hardy yeah. romance going forward. Sure. Um, sure. Who would you cast? I would, I like the, um, I like the Insomniac Spider-Man game version where she seems like she's uh, uh, at least part Asian. She's, she's Asian in 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 the video game. That's the way I interpreted her character. Look, this up. Look up her design. <laughs> I, I personally I personally see her as half Asian in that, but I think that you can have a Felicia Hardy that is um, uh, Asian. I don't see it. But you don't see it. I want to go off, man. All right, I, I'm not mad about it. All right, but uh, well, originally. When when Zendaya was was uh, announced for Homecoming, and they weren't saying her name originally when she was announced, I was like, I could see her as a Felicia Hardy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. My first my first choice was Sydney Sweeney, but I guess she's gonna be in the Madam Wen movie. Yeah. So <laughs> get the other girl. What the hell is Sony doing? Who's her rival? What the uh, hell is Sony name? doing? Like. Honestly, though, I am more looking forward to the Madam Web movie than any of the other ones they've done. I, I low-key kind of am, too, once I kind of figured out what the plot might be. What do you think the plot the is? The same like, baby Peter Parker. Yeah, it's going to be the Terminator. Terminator? But... You think it's a Terminator yeah. thing? <laughs> no, that's, that's the synopsis. But you have... Yeah, because... You have a Rodney, right? Not... 
Is Isabel yeah, Merced? Ron, who's Isabel Merced playing? I think she she's Aranya. But uh, but uh, what's his name? Adam Scott is playing young Ben Parker. Okay. And there's oh, set photos maybe of current... Emma Roberts pregnant. Oh. So I think the theory is that Emma Roberts is is um, Peter's mother, Ben's yeah. sister, Ben Parker's sister. Yeah, she's just not a, just a random wife. pregnant girl. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, I think the theory is that it's a it's a Terminator scenario where these various spider women from across the Spider Verse have to save. I'm uh, cool with it, Mary Parker. I'm cool with it, but Which I kind of I'm like I'm like damn it, you got me. I kind of like that premise. But Sony <laughs> Sony does not. I, I don't trust Sony. Sony make yeah, you know who it is though? It's Avi Arad. Avi Arad fucks up everything. <laughs> um, he's the one who forced uh, Sam Raimi to put Venom in Spider-Man Three. Venom or yeah, Spider-Man yeah. or Sam Raimi just wanted Sandman. He yeah. forced Venom into yeah. Spider-Man Three, and Sam Raimi wanted to do Vulture with John Malkovich in in Spider-Man Four, and mm-hmm. it fell through. And it's part, I, I, it's Avi Arad. Avi Arad is the person who's pushing Venom all the time. He always pushes yeah. Venom. Well, he sells toys. I mean, <laughs> that's, really that's why. Like, Which yeah. is why, I mean, just make him Andrew's Venom. Easy peasy. And you know what you could do? Don't make the Madam Web movie. Make the Black Cat movie with Dakota Johnson. Well, and then, there you go. And then she's Andrew's black. Well, right. Andrew's black so cat is, is Felicity Jones. We can always be cast. Yeah, I also <laughs> I do like Felicity Jones. I do, but I'm not saying it's black cat. But but Dakota uh, Johnson would actually make a better black cat. Hire me, Sony. Like, really, what? Sydney <laughs> Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney. For Tom, for Tom's black cat. Sydney Sweeney looks way yes. older than Tom. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. She looks very, very, she's very mature. She's too mature for Tom. That's the whole point. But that fits their dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like them being the same age, but okay. In Ultimate Spider-Man, it uh, Black Cat was an adult. Let's not do that. Black Cat was an adult and Spider-Man was a kid. And then she was like, oh yeah, my God, I didn't know. Ah, Like, that's what happened in Ultimate Spider-Man. I made a TikTok like like a, a shit post of uh, like using an audio from forever ago with oh. Black Cat and Spider Man, and I had someone be like, "Well, she's a groomer," and I'm like, "God damn it, Ultimate Universe, you ruined everything." Oh, in Ultimate, yeah. <laughs> well, in Ultimate Universe, yeah. she didn't mean to. She just right, but it's also like that's not what the main continuity is, which is what I'm referencing. <laughs> yeah, that's a buzz. Yeah. I just don't understand why Sony doesn't like back a dumb truck full of money up to Emma Stone's house and be like, we're making a Spider-Gwen movie. No, she aged out. I don't, I don't like it. I, I it's a license to print it, money, if you ask me. I, I Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like the only reason to bring Gwen Stacy anything is to kill her. And they already did that. You know what I mean? Um, brutal. <laughs> I it's true. Brutal. It's true. Every time you see Gwen Stacy in a Spider-Man adaptation, you're just waiting for her to die. Spider-Man 3, she's still alive. <laughs> Not for long. Um, <laughs> Spider-Gwen... MJ probably did it herself. Spider-Gwen needs to be high school age, and Spider-Gwen needs to be with Miles. Even if it's just dating for a little bit. It's fine. But I don't Spider-Gwen... Like, I've never been a fan of her dating Miles. That's weird to me. It's so what? weird to me, the Miles dating thing. I've never been into that. Well, 
she she's a lot. Miles has like Miles has like five other better potential bombshells. Bombshells one. Kamala is one. I do like in the com- if you're talking the comics. I do like uh, uh, I, Starling is one. Yeah. Starling and him really like took off for me. So yeah, he's got much better potential love interests. Isn't there a girl that he dates that Genki ends up dating? There is in the Saladina Med run. Yeah. 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 So like, there's there's better options out there for Miles. And Genki Kimberly is Ned. And just feels weird. Like going back to Justin's point about him not feeling like his own person, that makes him feel like Oof. he's really not his own. Person. Oh, if he dates Gwen. Miles. Yeah. 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 If it just feels weird. Right. Also, I, I would like to to like be like, oh, the blonde girl shouldn't be the ultimate absolute gold medal prize here. Like, which happens a lot right. when we're dealing with uh, exactly. uh, like characters who are uh, like men of color. Blonde women, right. ultimate trophy. Right. Well, I also think Gwen should also just be allowed to be her own character and not have to be someone's romantic. That's true. But I also, we're doing layers on this. I also think it's interesting (laughs) when people make that distinction when it comes to, and it happens a lot. And I have a lot of uh, 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 sources for this one, but like, it's like man of color and white woman, people are always like, well, this is the point in which she doesn't need a man. Okay, it's constant, right. <laughs> it, it happened in Tomb Raider with uh, with sure, Alicia sure. Vikander and um, the one right. the one guy I forget his name. He was into the Badlands, uh, Asian yeah, Asian yeah, actor. Yeah. Uh, um, I know who you're talking about. I yeah, his name they were like they were like she, she, then Lara Croft doesn't need a love interest. Like, can't she just stand on her own like a strong independent woman? And it's like, yes, she can. But why are we only saying in this scenario? Shang-Chi is the only MCU character that like does not have a love interest. And people are like, yeah, no, because yeah, he doesn't need a love interest. And it's like, <laughs> well, I agree, he doesn't need a love interest, but we're making yeah. the we're making that now, but we don't do well. Steve Rogers doesn't need a love interest. Like, no, we'll give him a love interest. I just right. think who would be a good match for Shang-Chi in MCU? Oh, um, well, oh, I have a very oh my gosh, Sean Chi would make a great bachelor. Oh, I, oh <laughs> I, I think it's Colleen Wing. I want them to bring Jessica Henwick back as Colleen Wing because they're hanging out in real life and they're gorgeous. Actually, <laughs> if, if Natasha is alive, I could see it. Wait, what? Oh, Natasha, if Natasha is alive. Uh, we're talking uh, Romanoff. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Wait, yeah. didn't you wait? What What did you say in your videos? Which, like, no, 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 sorry, that's different. I'm gonna tie it in with I don't see Natasha dating. Actually, I don't see Natasha dating anyone. But least of all, I think Natasha anyone, and Shang-Chi. You think I so? Yeah, you I give her credit. You give her credit in that respect. Okay. Okay. It. So here, here's here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Yeah. Right. Every okay, Natasha everyone's going after her you know what i mean like but mm-hmm. in this world however wrong it felt she went after bruce right <laughs> someone who wasn't going after her right yeah that's joss whedon's thing though i here's my here's my pitch i feel as though natasha would like see shang chi and, and be like oh he's just a guy He's not really that cool. He's not, and then he's gonna like kick abomination in the face and be like, oh, restraint. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. like <laughs> okay, I'm with you there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, 
she I think she's into a soft confidence. Okay. You know, where it's like Shang-Chi knows he's the shit. He knows he could kick everyone's ass, but he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna ruin everyone's night. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you to your car, gonna have the umbrella for you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, a soft confidence. Like she's in the guys who aren't gonna go after like drooling over her. You know what right. I mean? That's my that's my pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh I have a runner up, but before I do, I wanted to ask you, Justin, in your series oh. of would they date a black person, would Natasha date a black person? Uh and <laughs> what do you say? What do you did you do her? I I said that Natasha would most likely be a, had several opportunities to be approached by black people, <laughs> and I feel as though she would. Okay, okay. She has um, had probably had several opportunities to date people of color. <laughs> Does that mean she's dated around in just multiple different countries and scenarios and whatnot? <laughs> no, I think that sh- there's a certain type of women that men of color are attracted to, and she has a fat ass. That's that's what it oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. That is true. I was also gonna. I was also gonna say. Jesus. It, I was also gonna say it as as uh, a redhead. Yeah. Well, prime example. I'm like <laughs> example number one. Anyway, uh, but. Did you say your example number one? <laughs> yeah, because my wife is my future wife is a redhead. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But I feel as though Natasha would have several opportunities to date men of color. Yeah. So and I don't think that she's like racist or anything to say no. You know. I was thinking redhead. You're like badass. It's true. It's true. Uh, okay. Uh, Unfortunately, Carol Carol Danvers and Shang Chi. No. See. I no. was thinking because in I real life thinking, they're they're tight and Daniel Dustin uh, Dan, Dustin Daniel Cretton then the director what's his name Daniel Dustin Cretton Dustin Daniel Cretton Dustin Daniel Cretton is is uh, Brie Larson's director for some stuff and then they've met and Shang Chi I was thinking she was dating him anyway in real life. This is very meta that you're suggesting that the director's gonna like set them up on date. Well, Simu Liu has done like stuff with Brie Larson, like for interviews, right? Or whatever. Right. Uh, I was Daniel gonna say Shang Chi. Yeah. I was gonna say Shang Chi and Monica Rambeau. Shang Chi and She Hulk. Oh, that might, that might. That's better. Okay, that's better. I like that. They I have like a good that. time. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. I I love, I love it. I love the shorter guy, taller girl dynamic. Sure. Oh, which is she funny because it, it, it would fluctuate. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. Feel it. She Hulk and Shang Chi. Oh. You know what's great oh about Shang Chi? Shang Chi is not insecure. That's the biggest right. thing. Right. And exactly. and and you, exactly. we're talking about him being reserved and being appropriate and whatnot. Great. But also, like, he has nothing to prove. Nothing to right. prove. He knows he's the shit. Exactly. He knows he's the shit. Exactly. And that's something that sets Shang Chi apart from a lot of other guys. In, in real exactly. life, in real life, and in the in these movies, is that like totally yes, yes. So, Shang which I think She Hulk would be into. I think she would find that. I mean, w- just she women Chi, in general. That's their couple name. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say, Justin? Their couple she, she is their couple name. She Chi. She Chi. She Hulk and Shang Chi. Or not Chi She Hulk. It's She Chi or She Hulk. She Hulk and Shang Chi. <laughs> Chi. You're spelling, but you're spelling it 
Chi Chi Shulk. Chi No, Chi 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 Hulk. It's getting worse by the second. Okay. I mean, we could do a whole two hours. We could do a whole two hours of shipping characters here. What, is, what the fuck does that have to do with Spider-Man? It did stem off like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, who's he going to date in number four, right? Right, right, right. So we're talking about Felicia Hardy. We're talking about Gwen Stacy. Like, But then you were like, oh, her, him and Kate Bishop could hang out. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, though I would love... and. Kamala has to be older for this. I would love to see Peter Parker kind of pull a Bruno and try to like put himself in Pakistani culture in order to like, just like, you know, get into another culture a little bit. It'd be easy. I could see them being buddies. No, yeah. No, because I like Miles and Kamala (laughs) if anyone's going to date. Right. right. Um, But, you know. I I would love to see, yeah. I would love to see an adaptation of the story where Peter Parker and Kamala swapped bodies. And Peter Parker experienced what menstrual cramps are like. Wait, is that time. real? That was an amazing story. Yeah, it was in a Marvel team-up comic written by Eve Ewing. Oh. And Kamala and Peter swap bodies. It's very funny. Because Peter doesn't know how to use Kamala's powers properly. Yeah. So she's walking around with like a giant head and like a floppy arm that doesn't work right. It's really good. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Good issue. Highly recommend it. It's like a two-part story. Okay. okay. Check it out. Um, <laughs> I, I think um, No Way Home bringing it back to that it was just uh, as we're finishing up <laughs> i originally said it was like a 10 out of 10 and now that i'm viewing it and also it's, it's not just the fact that i viewed it a second time but like because i haven't viewed it since it's not just that it's also the nine months that have passed that we've gotten phase four content we've seen things it's not the movie's fault the way certain people behave in real life but but it it kind of does set this bad expectation of like what do we want you know, what can we get? Because it used to be, what do we want and what can we get are two different things. Like, right. and now it's like anything can happen, but it's up to Marvel <laughs> to figure out like what is worth happening. Because that's also, right. if anything is possible, what do we want to happen? What is worth happening? I think that's a different question. Yeah. And what makes the best story? Right. I think is the other big question. Right. You know. Which I think, I think largely Marvel has has been able to answer that question well of what makes the best story, but sometimes I think fandom wants things that wouldn't make a good story, and you end up with this push right. and pull. Right. Then again, we also have to trust that the writers know what they're doing, and sometimes they don't, because like the writer of right, Loki of did not know jack shit about timelines and multiverse <laughs> shit, and they <laughs> fucked it up. They fucked it up real bad. Like time travel. How so? Oh, don't get, I mean, that's a whole different thing. The The timeline in Loki, it doesn't make any sense with, with the TVA. Like, it, it just... How? Uh, all right. Uh, that's, Go uh, ahead, get on your soapbox. Go, do it, another, do it. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, so... Old Dimitri would have done it. Give the first version. Give, it, give one simple example. When you have a split in the timeline, okay, it has yes. to come from a specific place. Now, in a lot of science fiction... Uh, we we view it as a choice, right? Do you go left or do you go right? And that splits the timeline, right? Those are a choice mm-hmm. equally, mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, or a dice roll, right? Um, right? But in a timeline where Thor is a... Okay, also, alternate timelines are different than multiverses. You can have alternate timelines in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic Four deals with it a lot in the comics where there's 
or, or, or any comic where there's alternate future, Days of Future Past isn't a, it's a possible future, but it's not a different universe in the multiverse. There could be a different universe in the multiverse that deals with Days of Future Past, but that's a different thing. But possible futures aren't necessarily different universes. But when we mm -hmm. deal with a female Thor, at what point was she- Do you mean Loki, female Loki? Uh, sorry, female Loki, yes. When you deal with a female right. Loki, at what point did she, was she female? What is the splintering off that they need to prune? Um, the only way in my head it makes sense is if there was a moment in time in young Loki's life where he's just switching back and forth between male and female, fine. And then Loki is like, do I want to change back to the male presenting Loki that we see? Or do I want to stay in this female presenting form? And by staying in the female presenting form, that creates an alternate timeline that then needs to be pruned. But that's a very specific situation. Point being is mm -hmm. the choices that we make are still determined by some previous things, right? You, you, right. but in Loki, they say the guy got late to work and thus it's a pruned timeline. Why was the guy late to work? There's something before that. Just, Justin, what were you going to say? So I, have a, I have a no prize explanation to quote Brian. I love a no prize <laughs> explanation. So here's here's my theory, right? Stay with me. Stay with me. I don't think Sylvie is Loki. I don't think she ever was a Loki. Mm -hmm. In that, here's my evidence. Yeah, there is no other female variant in that wasteland. Yeah, zero. There is no other blonde variants in that scenario right right we also have a scenario where this character can not only shapeshift but jump into other people's bodies right when did that happen yes she uses her magic to control other people's bodies oh control. other people's bodies okay right yeah yeah it's like puppeteer. number three she's based on a character that's not locally not loki she's enchantress okay yeah yeah right she's just like enchantress she's not loki at all you know i think that the only thing the only reason the only reason why her timeline was pruned at all was because a kang knew that he needed sylvie in that room scene to make that decision that is the only reason why she was pruned or or it was a mistake. Nobody knows. She asks um, that lady, the head of the TVA, why was that yeah. pruned? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think it was a mistake. Because uh, she doesn't look like a she doesn't act like a Loki. She doesn't look like she doesn't have Loki powers. She doesn't even know, she doesn't even remember who her mother looked like. You right, know? but she was Asgardian royalty in her timeline. She was there. That doesn't mean she's palace. a Loki. No, I know, but any difference in the timeline, in the sacred timeline, is pruned. There's only one timeline. But the problem but is if, we also see... View Justin's point yep. about Kang knowing that he needs Sylvie to eventually get to the Citadel, yeah. he could have just chosen to be like, this kid's going to end up in this timeline that eventually gets snipped and then sends her off into this, yeah. you know, adventure of her own. So it doesn't matter if, if that's she's the only instance. or not. Why is she the only female variant out of all of them? Right. No yeah. other world where like has a female variant. And if it's like you said before, if it's about decisions, 
why would you prune someone for a decision that they did not make is because Kang needed Sylvie for that moment. Which is fine. But we also see uh, views of alternate Lokis. In the first episode, we deal with a frost giant Loki or like a vision or a troll looking Loki or whatever. But they're all male presenting. Male no, no, presenting, right, right, right. Yeah. But I don't, I just, I don't you know, mind that. I don't that. think that she's a Tom Hiddleston. There's no branching you know I mean? off when the differences are that big unless Loki's just kind of shifting and just deciding to stay as this troll looking Loki like then that's the decision i don't know also like if she if, if her crime was truly gender why wasn't she pruned when she was born that's what i'm trying to say you know exactly that's that's one yeah, of the well things. i think this also i think we're now also kind of getting into the problem that a lot of people had with this whole presentation which is that in the comics loki is gender fluid and can literally change right their gender presentation at will right and they don't seem to want to go that way in the show because i think what's upsetting is like there's kind of an interesting trans allegory that they could have had there where like the tva is literally telling sylvie no you're not female you are male right you have to to be from existence for the sake because of that but because they didn't actually make it explicit that loki is gender fluid and able of changing his gender i mean they had it on the file but yeah but that's not to me that's not canon to me that's not like text that then could create allegory allegory. i mean it is i I think it's equally possible that sylvie was just probably like maybe swapped with a loki as a kid and was messing around as part of it would have been that's the problem no not if kang you're you're if kang willed it it you're saying if kang willed it yes if they're Kang all bureaucrats wins. working for Kang. Okay, if fine. Kang wants something done, but it's there's other happen. instances. There's boastful Thor, okay, who is right. black, but Loki. sorry, Bill, oh, Bill boastful Loki. Day. Sorry, but he has the hammer. That's yeah. right. But he and that's not off this sacred timeline. At what point did the split happen? It doesn't make it unless we got. And this is all. I mean, this is it. if Tom Hiddleston is shifting towards forms then he's like i'm gonna stay this way that's the choice and then splits the time i don't know but the problem is i think the choice that splits the timeline is that he kills his thor and gets the hammer and all that other stuff he did what about or claims to no but like these timelines there's one timeline you also but here's the thing dimitri i think i think your your critique of it worked until we got to the end of the show which was Mm, the reveal that he who remains has crafted a timeline to his design that he thinks One is time. right. One time. So that means he's, yes, that's what I'm saying. So anything that branches off that doesn't it's fit cut. his idea of what the timeline should be gets cut. Everything I don't think gets there's cut. a rhyme or reason, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it. I think he's like, this is how the story is supposed to go. Right. Any variation and deviation from that story gets cut. And I think yes. us trying to apply a logic to it of what what are these branches in this? It doesn't matter what we think it is or should be. What matters is that he who remains was like, nope, that's gone. Like we're trying to apply logic to a madman the, who's like yeah. a, a dictator. And I don't think we but should that, try. It's and just do. not the way the timeline. It's just not that the way the timeline works. I'm yeah. agreeing, but that's because Kang willed it so. So that guy who was late right. to work, why didn't he why didn't he get cut earlier? Because the Avengers needed to throw a blue car instead of his white car you know what i mean right like, that's what there's only one know? timeline that's the i'm not saying i believe in that i don't want that to be the case 
but I'm just saying Loki sets it up. There's a timeline and where, right. it, where it splits gets pruned. Unless we can buy in with the theory that Sylvie is the one exception because she needs to come back later and fulfill the prophecy in Kang's head or whatever. Kang wills it, you know. Uh, but uh, any other thing, alligator Loki, like when did that happen? That would have been in Loki's life. He, there was an option to become alligator. But we also, if we're assuming that the TVA's like presentation at the beginning is correct, then there was a multiverse where all these other crazy things happened, and then it was all slammed together to create one. They weren't slammed. They were killed. They were they were pruned. Those timelines right, right, were all But they were like, but those were in a sense like snipped, right? They were all branched and destroyed to yeah. create one single timeline, right? So I think that uh, like I think your I think your hangup is that like you're seeing to to you alligator Loki should be like a Spider Ham multiverse where everyone's an animal, right? I think you're uh, uh, you're you're, yes and you're trying to make a distinction between a splitting timeline and a multiverse where everything is off the wall different. Yes and no. Like I went right instead of left and created the split timeline. You can do that, but you can also have alternate right. timelines in a given universe. It's just that multiple right. choices gets us to a point where alligator, where Loki is an alligator. Multiple different choices gets us to that point. But after the first different choice, you get pruned. You can't compound 500 different alternate choices that get you further from the sacred timeline. You get what I'm saying? So every, your argument is every wrong choice gets pruned. So you can't compound right. 500 wrong choices. So your your argument is the second Loki thought maybe I should be an alligator that timeline should have been saved. Technically, yes. All okay. the experiences, all the experiences of alligator I, alligator Loki and the six one six Loki or whatever you want to call it have shared experiences sure. until the pruning. Right, but that well, doesn't explain Black Loki. It doesn't explain any of that. It doesn't explain Sylvie unless if you want to say that Sylvie's right. the exception, that's fine. Marvel, the MCU, and Endgame has always had a problem with how the time travel works because there have been two right. differing theories on Endgame. The writers had a theory, and then the directors had a theory, and they weren't operating on the same thing. Loki also has its own batshit crazy thing. Then we have Multiverse of Madness, where it's like, those are strictly different multiverses right. without a shared choice difference, right? It's not a split, right? Right. There are choices I, that are different, but it's not the same. Like, yeah. I think the I think the choice, like for example, like if Peter's great 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 grandfather dated Sally May instead of yeah Wilma, yeah, you have a completely <laughs> different set of eggs than those. But then that gets proved. Different types of that people. gets proved. You're, That's done. They don't get to make multiple wrong not choices. because Sylvie made the choice of. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. Now you have Spider Maguire. Now you have so now. Andrew, right? Yeah. Now with the only argument that people say is now with Sylvie killing King and creating a multiverse of alternate timelines and whatnot, because those are technically different things. Uh, mm -hmm. It is extended from past to present to future. Like he, the right. uh, so the multiverse has always existed which is where we get what if, where, where we get Multiverse of Madness, where we get No Way Home. Right. But So I think your problem with the Loki show is that they often conflated an alternate reality with a split timeline. I mean, one of different problems, but yes. 
but I think that's what the central, but I think that's what the central problem is. Cause to you, you're like, logically like boastful Loki, if he's a totally different race from Tom Hiddleston, yeah. logically that would make more sense as like an alternate universe, right. a multiverse rather than a split timeline. Basically the way hopefully that Tom Hiddleston didn't wake up and decide I'm going to be a black man now because that would which is a why i think <laughs> sylvie is not a loki okay sure and that's cool sure. i'm which is why yeah. they can make out <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah it is funny how this this movie really like made that scene worse because they're like you're like my brothers it's like okay this is getting worse than yeah. loki every day <laughs> that's i i had a friend who i'm not friends with anymore that used to have friends who like my ex-friend used to have friends who were girls that he had dated before and he would be like no nah, she's like a sister to me and it's like you don't understand how this works my friend you're an only child <laughs> if you date them they are not like a sister to you that's not how yeah. this works like so yes loki if he ever had feelings towards sylvie should not say he's like she's like a sister because that's not the way it i works. really hope in season two they clear that up because that was awesome. also i do think if there's an alternate universe version of me Demetria, let's just say. Um, I would not consider her my sister. I'm just saying. Yeah, fuck a- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternate universe version of me <laughs> with with different with different a different soul, man. It's a different soul. Demetria. Okay. <laughs> what about Justine? Oh my God. What about Justine? What about Brienne? Nah. Hmm? Justine's an asshole. I hate myself, so it's not even going to be an issue. <laughs> I don't. Okay. But would you hate. I would never want to belong would... to a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> Is that oh, Winston, Winston Churchill? Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you just had to ask me my opinions about Loki, and we've gone over time um really uh really quick um i want to ask you guys what you initially rated no way home out of 10 on your first viewing and now that it's nine Mm. months later whether you watch the re-release or not what you rate it now out of 10 because mine is 10 out of 10 first and now it's a nine out of 10 because i i do have problems but they made their choices and they went with it and i thought they did well given the choices they made I probably would give it like, I think then and now my rating has more or less stayed the same because I think my feelings on it are affected more by, like you were saying, outside stuff that isn't the movie's fault. Yeah. For looking at the movie in the vacuum, I'd probably say like a good like 7.5 or 8 oh, out sure. of 10. Okay. Yeah, it's good. But it's like, I mean, that's a, it's a C. That's I'm a sorry. C. That's, that's not okay. If we're going to assign a grade value to it, then why are we doing out of a 10? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's not how this works. That's true. <laughs> Is you really- don't then assign a grade value to it with that. No, 7.5 or 8 is on the upper echelon. That's, that's okay. a good grade. But Into the Spider-Verse is this. It's always going to have done its concept better. Like, come on. You said Into the Spider-Verse is the best? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse definitely does it better. Oh, yeah. Like, because it's literally very similar premise. Oh. Multiverse of Spider-Verse. Numerous other things, too. Justin, are you disagreeing? Uh, you could disagree. I think they're. I don't think it's a question of better or worse. I think they're trying to accomplish two different things. 
That's fair. I mean? But if we're, I, think, I, I mean that in the sense of like the grand scale of Spider Spider Man movies where we rank in it, that one's always going to be my peak. My apex. to me, it's like No Way Home is a commentary on Spider Man movies more so than Spider Man mm. himself. You know, sure, sure, As, yeah. It wasn't really like to. It didn't really fulfill the goal of being Tom Holland's like final act in the trilogy more <laughs> yeah. so than being a, mm-hmm. I guess treaty on how people feel about the character and how the studio feels about the character in general you know what i mean yeah and as right. a love letter to superhero movies i think it was a good time i'm I, it was a eight before and i'm thinking i'm gonna keep it as an eight now you know what i mean just the little mm-hmm. things of like that doesn't make sense yeah. <laughs> you know like could you really need that you know maybe it's 8.5 really maybe maybe mine's an 8.5 because I, you guys are using point fives, and I wasn't originally using point five. <laughs> like good movie, solid direction. I love the redemption for Andrew. He caught her. I know. I Nothing cried. Like I... Jesus. Like oh my gosh. Like I, I think weirdly, Maguire is better as an older Peter, a seasoned Peter. Yeah, I didn't know how much I needed that until I saw it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Also, wow, like what I remember better. You know, he's giving a better. (laughs) It's like it's like it's like the Uncle Ben is starting to leak out of him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, and and it goes back to what you said about him being like a Christopher Reeve figure in a sense, because now that he's older, he feels more like an aspirational figure. Like he is a a role model. And now that he's an older man who's maybe like figured it out a little bit or struggles, but is at peace with those struggles rather than frustrated by them. Like, remember that part where he, I think, what was it? They were, like, making, like, the devices, and he's like, we're going to save them all. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone's like, really? Like, no, we save them all. Or when he yeah. catches the glider in Tom Holland. Yes. Just, that yes. just feels so Superman to me. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. Oh. He has to be the one to remind him, like, no, he has to let him live and that can only be achieved through our relationship to mcguire and their time with the character yeah like there's no uh, they can't do that with batman there's no you can't (laughs) you can't do that with batman you can't even do with anything like it's so uh did it so well i i I actually i'm nine nine okay i i think it's a good exercise when you are when you're writing a different version of a character to in theory think about what do, what do they do if they meet like mm-hmm. what are the differences right like you could do this with anything you could do this with like robert pattinson's batman versus michael keaton's batman versus um uh christian bale and ben affleck what if the four of them hung out how do you make them different are they different are they different mm-hmm. enough and if they're not different enough I don't think they spent enough time writing that character and fleshing that character out. But yeah. these ones, they're different. And that's better. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and I, I think know. you see that just with the costuming of them when they first arrived, because I think it's very deliberate that Andrew is fully in Spider-Man costume while Toby is dressed like a normal guy. Like a huge Andrew bastard, has gotten, he said. 
<laughs> yeah, has gotten. I think Andrew has gotten lost in the Spider-Man persona and is just Spider-Man all the time yeah. because of the traumas he's experienced. While Toby is like, no, I'm. I like being Peter Parker just as much as I like being Spider-Man, and that's who I will enter this film as. I do think. I do think he's a he's a small big brain thought. Before we leave, I don't know if we have time, <laughs> but it, I I. That being said, with what we're praising the movie for, I do find it odd that the movie rejects that at the end of removing Peter's support system. He chooses mm. Spider-Man over Peter Parker. He yeah, chooses yeah. in a way that his predecessors urged him not to do. But for a different but reason. he thinks that's a good choice. You know, he chooses Spider-Man all the way. No supporting cast. I'm building my own suit. I'm in the shitty apartment. When what made this Peter so special and so transcendent in a way is his support, his support network. So it. much so that mm. they brought it from other movies <laughs> to help him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is odd. So... That's a, I uh, quick question for you guys before we get going. Do you guys think that that MJ and Ned are gone forever? I hope forever. They sit out a movie to huh? make it stick. Yeah, yeah. I want I them to sit out one movie to make it like feel something. Like yeah. I don't want a scenario where. Oh, is it? It just like, gets undone. Or yeah, where uh, guys, I don't know. I'm gonna be Hulk forever. I'm gonna go save the world and be Hulk forever. <laughs> Actually, nope, I'm good. Actually, I can't turn to Hulk uh, now. Wait, I can't turn to the Hulk? Wait, I have an inhibitor chip now. Wait, it's broken. I'm the Hulk forever. Ah, oh, fuck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a lot of off-screen developments. Well, I think yeah. I think if we start Spider-Man, you know, home, home for home, for uh, <laughs> go going for home for home for furious home for uh, home for me, whatever. Um, I think if you start off with a time skip a little bit, right? Because time has passed and he's been alone and you see a little bit of the life he's created alone and separate. And then you get them back together and you see that how that works. And it still means something. And it shows, you know, how he treats this new thing a little bit better. But the question, or he's slowly stalking them, kind of like how Andrew did it with uh, Gwen Stacy and <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. But he's keeping tabs on his friends and at the end of number four, he reveals it, and now we move on. Or we can turn the supporting cast on its head. Give him a love interest that's not so into him. Give him a best friend that is his rival. You know what I mean? Like Eddie, I think, yeah. Eddie Brock. Or Harry. <laughs> Harry Osborne. Yeah. The other stuff so many... character. <laughs> There's so many good supporting Spider-Man characters that I feel like you, if, if it's well cast, you could get away with having Ned and MJ off screen for at least one movie and build out a new crew of people for Peter to have in his life that we get attached to and then maybe bring them back in the fold yeah. at a later time. But I do agree with you, Justin. Like, Harry. <laughs> what? I, I, that would be terrible. Would they do I don't think he's ever going to do these movies. Amazing Spider-Man 2 ruined Harry. I don't know. <laughs> Cast it well, though. Cast it well. Yeah. Execution. Horrible. I don't know. I say take somebody <laughs> deeper in the lore, like Sin Eater. No. No? <laughs> no. Sin Eater. No. Sin Eater's just a dude with a gun. <laughs> no, like, it's magic. I popped my head back in the right? Spider-Man comics, and I was like, 
Green Goblin's a good guy because of a guy named <laughs> Sam. Fuck this. I'm back out. <laughs> like, what? I'm excited to see to what, what the... I'm excited to see what's going on with this Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, and this Spider-Man cartoon that's coming out. It, it has to be an alternate universe. It, it doesn't make sense if it's... It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, is Runaways canon in the MCU? Runaways? The series? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Not technically. So how is Nico there? Right. Minoru. Right. I don't need things to be canon. Hypertime. I'm all about hypertime. <laughs> uh, no, hypertime isn't that everything is, it's that things are not canon. Anyway, whatever. Okay, whatever. We're not getting into hypertime. That is a whole other, that is DC Comics lore here. Um, I want to thank you guys both so much for coming on the show. I know it's three hours later um, uh, for you guys. Um, great. Um, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank BT Artist for being out there on Twitch. Uh, he hasn't said anything recently. Um, what a nerd. But, you know, thank you so much. Thank you to anybody out there watching or listening. If you're watching our live streams, that is on twitch.tv slash thekeegshow or youtube.com slash thekeegshow. Um, but if you are listening to live stream, it's wherever you get your live streams from. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Um, Brian, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Captain Comics Rex. That's R-E-C-S, like recommendations. Uh, that's where you can see most of the stuff that I make. I do combo recommendations, talk about comic history, fun facts, things of that nature. So if you enjoyed my ramblings today, uh, check it out. And as always, support your local public schools. That's yeah. my plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, Justin, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? What do you got to plug? Well, uh, you can find me wherever toys are sold at Freddy's Roommate. <laughs> but if you are a part of the main 616 MCU timeline, find me at TikTok at Freddy's Roommate. But if you are in another timeline, which is not a separate universe, but just a timeline that hasn't been pruned yet, please find me at Instagram at Freddy's Roommate. But if you are in a universe where it's not pruned <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I'm is done. that it? Okay. So pretty much There's just Freddie's roommate everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, and uh 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 Twitter at Freddie's roommate, <laughs> which it wasn't the case last time you were when we did the Spider-Man episode. Really? Yeah. You were you were to, I'm Justin Jordan. Yeah, I have to consolidate my business. But now it's Freddie's roommate and I love it. <laughs> the timelines have merged. Both of you, yeah, both of see, you didn't get pruned. <laughs> Both of you have social media that's the same thing across the board, which I love. As producer of this show, uh, I love the fact that it's very easy for me to just be like, boom, one thing. So thank you guys for that. Um, it helps for me when you only have one social media that you really use. You have Instagram and TikTok. It. I mean, my Instagram is just my TikTok reposted. But you still have one. But yes, okay. <laughs> it's not like your, your Instagram is like Brian Long Joms. Right. No, like, then I gotta like <laughs> tag both of those. Um, but thank you guys both uh, for coming on. Um, yeah. Uh, the Keeg Talks was on a little bit of a hiatus, and now we're we're back to it. So next week or the week after, I think we're talking D twenty three news. Whenever D twenty three is, we'll be Ooh. going over yes, know, next weekend. Whatever, whatever is coming out of D twenty three next weekend, which could be Marvel stuff, could be Star Wars stuff, could be just regular Disney stuff. Um, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But you know something uh uh you know worth talking about 
Um, for anyone out there who hasn't followed Captain Comic Rex or Freddy's roommate uh, on social media, definitely go follow them. You can follow The Keeg on uh, social media, TikTok, Instagram, our main ones, at The Keeg Show. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube at, you know, youtube.com slash The Keeg Show or twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show. Pretty much at The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show everywhere. You can find us, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, we got other shows coming up, but definitely stay tuned. She-Hulk After Show and uh, is every Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, Andor After Show is going to start up. and We're going to do those on Wednesday nights. So, you know, in a four-hour span, we'll get two after shows. Um, and we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, other than that, we got a lot uh, of cool stuff coming up. So definitely stay tuned. Once again, uh, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. You've been watching the Key Talk Spider-Man No Way Home, September 3rd re-release, whatever you want to call it. All right. Take it easy. Bye, guys. <laughs>